But <sighs> man, you had a kid, bro. Like at some point, you got to be like, is it maybe worth he doesn't not remember being able that he has to... one? <laughs> like maybe he doesn't. <laughs> at this point, for all we know, he goes home and he's meeting his family for the first time every time. Well, like fifty like first like, dates. Exactly. Like I was about day. to say that. It's a. It's like, like every day to remember dates. that we're married and this is your kid and we're all. Oh, home. he's yeah. Except in his case, he has to be reminded of his family and then also the playbook. You know, it's the, the amount of shitty driving that I've had to incur over the last two weeks has driven me up. Oh, like, it's worse than usual. I don't know what the oh, fuck is Oh, I was extremely on. aggressive trying to get home because people don't. Nah, you know what? No. I'm just nope. glad I barely have to drive on the highway anymore now. Thanks, new job. Like, I, I, I'm at the point. I'm almost like these people on Twitter, like these anti-car people on Twitter. Like, I, I'm almost mm. at the point mm. where we should just abolish vehicles. I can't stand it. Bring back the horse. I've been I'm at that fine. point forever. That's why I would never live in L.A. I would live in New York oh, before oh, I would no. ever live in L.A. Because in New York, I can walk everywhere. Everywhere. I can live there without owning a car. Right? With Which L.A. Because you're going to need to to pay rent. Yeah. And that's fine. Because I'd rather live there and pay rent like that than live in L.A. And also have to pay a ton of rent and then have to deal with a car, too. So That's a good point. Speaking of L.A., also, this is the Beards and Balls podcast. You can find me at Porner underscore 19 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Cheeseman at OG Cheeseman on Instagram. And you can find Daryl Ware. Uh, 3D is 1G on Twitter and the Coach's Challenge on Twitch, where I actually we'll be live for the uh, draft. Um, I saw what you were trying to do. Yeah, why? What? Him. I was mouthing it. Oh, he was gonna try. He was gonna try and jump in before you. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna join you on that drafting. Because uh, I definitely, I was already gonna throw out there that we that we should try watching it because it cheeseman. Mm-hmm. You should try joining. If he doesn't go to bed by them nine o'clock, you old. He better man. not be. De- he better not be in bed before the tenth pick in the draft. Such an old man. I probably such will such be because it takes forever. I go to sleep by 9 o'clock. Yeah, I do. And you know what? I wake up refreshed. You damn young people think it's so cool staying out late. It's not worth it. Look, look, I'm older than both of you, and I will say this. Value your rest. Value your rest when you can get it. Oh, I understand that. Because I don't get a lot of it. (laughs) Actually, it's fine. It's fine. You can make fun of him all you want. That's acceptable here. Speaking of, uh, so I, I was going to transition a little while ago before I did all the intro stuff. Let's talk about LA first, but not the Which LA everybody's thinking of. That's the one. That's the one I want to um, talk about. I seen a tweet the other day and it, it really put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. There is no way that the Clippers can go into this offseason running it back with this team. You, can, you cannot mm-hmm. say for three years in a row, hey, what if it, only if the Clippers were healthy? Look how far no, they go. Let, let, let's get even more specific than that. Anymore. Let's get even more specific than that. Because let's I I'm fine with saying let's put let's put Paul George on the sideline of this conversation. And you know where I'm going. And this isn't like a personal thing because I've gotten over that with Kawhi. At this mm-hmm. point, I'm just disappointed for the guy whenever he gets hurt. Because it just happens. Because it's depressing. Well, the thing that, that it's depressing because when he's on the court, he scores thirty eight points, and he all of a sudden he looks like legitimately the best b- best basketball player in the world. 
he's got no knees. He's got no lower nope. from his knee under. There's just it's like there's nothing there, and and it's sad. It's sad. It, it's crazy because he's not washed up, and it's no. He's a weird type of washed up, and it's like I don't. I don't injuries have added years onto his body. Yeah, but it's like it, it, most people when they're washed up when they get on the court, you can tell. And like even Kawhi's knee was hurt for like most of the mm-hmm. second half in game two, and he was still giving KD buckets. Like he was going at that man's chest. Part of me wonders if, they, if is in that game they might they probably should have pulled back on him. But then I, I think to myself, would have just happened the next to. game. But also, yeah. it would have happened the next game. It seemed more like it was just a matter of inevitability. I remember at the end of game two, like you could tell, like at the end of the game, he was struggling to like stay steady on his knee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. And then when that report came out about him being out, I'm like, yep. And it is, a, it is a scenario where it is a necessity to have him on the floor because you don't have the yep. other option. You don't have another yep. option in these moments. You know, this is where you would want your Paul mm-hmm. George to be able to step in and take some of the heat and, you know, relieve Kawhi in a way. Mm-hmm. But well, you have two years. <laughs> both of your stars are injury prone. Mm-hmm. Both of them. And what's crazy, too, is that, like, um, Kawhi, because people have been talking about, oh, he low managed all season. Kawhi played, I think, like the last 30 games of the season or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, he was, he was a top. I think he was like the best player statistically in the NBA at that time. It was just that he played. It's just he cannot play that many games in a row. And then adding into the playoffs where you don't get really much turnaround. And also, I wonder how much of a negative effect load management has in throwing off how these guys play. I mean, your body gets used to playing like that. I wonder how much, you know, sitting out does affect that. Somebody brought it up about that the other day about maybe these players like taking off two weeks at a time or taking off every it's other game whatever the case may be yeah is like because you're starting and stopping so much in terms of well, how hard your body is going mm-hmm. that like maybe that's what's causing all of these injuries i hate you to i be think this guy. part of it how often do you remember seeing injuries this often to the biggest stars Preload management. Well, that was the thing. These injuries were happening when they were playing through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. that's like Kobe had a myriad myriad of injuries after yep. uh that championship run that they made during that those that second championship run. He had a hell of a lot of injuries. Knee was mm-hmm. fucked up, shoulder was fucked up, he had to tape his hands up every game. I think what has happened now is that you're seeing a lot of these these teams hire all of these sports scientists, yeah. scientists and all of these, you know, sleep doctors and all of this different shit and they're recommending that these players just don't play through it because they don't want the long-term strain on their bodies that yeah. you see a lot of these older players. Like, some of these dudes can't even walk. Like, Larry Bird can't fucking walk anymore. No, I mean, I mean, imagine being Yao Ming. Yeah. Oh. You know, the taller ones. Imagine being the taller guy. Yeah. Like, Shaq just had hip surgery. So, it is, it, it's... I, I get it, but at the same time, in the interim, is it, it really helping the these now. players out? Yeah. Yeah. And we're and, we, and honestly, we're not at the point where we see long term how what it, what it's like for them either, because obviously mm-hmm. load management hasn't been around long enough to see that. Mm-hmm. Like at least in the way that in the way that we see it now, as 
a lot of people and rightfully so like to point to Greg Popovich and the Spurs as being the first, but, but the hey, difference there that is that he did it, but it wasn't that bad to, to, when he did it. And, and let's be fair, he was doing it with, uh, with older players, mm-hmm. you know, like the time that they listed uh, Tim Duncan is out because he was old. They had that. They just <laughs> literally put the word old in the injury reports. Like, no, this is, this is why he's out. You know, I understand when it's like, Nowadays, I understand Kawhi having to have load management because of his injuries, but part of me is just, I mean, it's a sad situation for them. But I'm also pretty happy that the Clippers are about to be eliminated. (laughs) So, you know, look, man, the man's not dead, and he's a millionaire, and he's got two rings. I do. I do hate what happened with the, him and that situation with his sister. I don't know what the fuck that oh, was about. I didn't even think about. I, okay, I didn't. Yeah. Even, I was gonna text you yesterday because I got mm-hmm. that the the headline. I was like, wait. Yeah. I was gonna message you, Daryl. You'd be like, is there another Kawhi Leonard that I don't know about? <laughs> no. Because yeah, I- so I remember when that story hit back in 2019 about his sister, and I'm like, what the fuck? And yeah, I think the trial got held held up because of COVID and all of that shit. But yeah. Well. We were with that one, yeah. So, but I mean that that's one LA team, and I mean, oh, pers- mm. <laughs> look. So, okay, so don't get me started that, with this series, Anthony. Which series are we talking about? Fucking Lakers and the Grizzlies. Oh hey, my look, god, no, Dylan so, Brooks. Oh, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, them. I'm gonna let let's put Dylan Brooks aside. Let let's focus mm. on something that I've been mulling over for a while, mm. uh, for a long while. And from the moment that the day that from the from the moment that this event happened in the NBA, I was always curious to how things were going to turn out for these two teams. I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, but I have, and you know, we spend a lot of time, a lot of time, minutes shitting on the Lakers and everything they've done, and rightfully yeah. so at the time for all mm-hmm. the moves they had made up until the point the Westbrook they should have never been in the situation that they were in let let me just no. start all of that by saying <laughs> yeah i'm going to give them a lot of praise and credit right now but that doesn't negate any of the shit talking and the the deserved criticism of the time mm-hmm. um right now you got to give them props because when they were at that crossroads of what are we going to do to get this team right they had two options and that option was, let's go after Kyrie Irving, right? Mm-hmm. Or the second option, which was, let's not do that, and let's actually bring in some pieces that are going to complement LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and what we, and let's let's play to our strengths. And they did that. They made that <laughs> choice. Meanwhile, the 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 Dallas Mavericks had the exact same choice, exact same option, and they went with the opposite one. And they didn't make the play in. So well, the Lakers, as mm-hmm. as much as I want, as I criticized them earlier, I will. I gotta give them credit for how smart the the, the moves they made were. Mm-hmm. You know, right at the deadline and all that, and because that's why they're as good as they are. They're meshing well, together really well. Well, you got yeah. Rio Chamura, who's a who's a pretty good scorer. You needed that off the bench. You did not have that. They were depending on Lonnie Walker for that. And I, I like Lonnie Walker, but at the end of the day, he's not dependable. But you, the big, you I, I think the key thing, though, is, is still D'Angelo Russell in the end. Yeah, which and is, I, and he, I, he, yeah. 
Because he still, doesn't do what Westbrook did, though. Like he may not be perfect. He's point. far from perfect. Well, he's an actual. He's a he. No, he he's, he's a not an guard. actual point guard. <laughs> See that, that? I think that's the thing. I don't think he is a point guard, and that's mm. why I think it worked. Him and Le- mm-hmm. the reason well, why LeBron Russ is, is doing a point so guard, well with LeBron the Clippers, plays like one. Yeah, the reason why Russ is doing so well with the Clippers is that nobody else on the Clippers starting lineup brings the ball up the court and is as ball dominant as Russ is. Kawhi can usually get his, you know, get what he needs to get off the catch and shoot, or he can go ISO and get to get get to where he needs to get to in a short amount of time. Same thing with Paul George. With LA, you got LeBron who needs the ball in his hands most of the possession. You're not a catch and shoot player. AD is a more of a guy who likes to squat of the post. He needs the ball in his hands for more than two seconds in a possession. Austin Reeves needs the ball in his hands more than two seconds in a possession. You had way too many people who needed the ball a lot to score the way that they're naturally capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so Westbrook never, never fit into that. Yeah. And Russ isn't a catch and shoot player either. So if nope. you're having him play the two, the de facto yeah. two, you, you know, and you know, he's not a, a catch and shoot because they no. were, they were giving him a hundred feet of space to make Bro, these the shots. Literally it was so hilarious, man. In the bubble when they played against them, when they played against the Rockets, well, they were running remember, away from him. I mean, you remember when essentially teams would force the ball out into the corner to Westbrook. Yep. And they wouldn't they wouldn't bother covering him. No. Because you know he's not gonna make that shot. But you know what? That's fine when it's with the Clippers because he's the one essentially he's the one distributing. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh that that game that they the the, the game that they did win. <laughs> Granted, he makes some really dumb decisions shooting wise. You know, he ended up being a big part of why they won because if you look at his number, yeah, he didn't have a great amount of points. There you go. His defense, rebounding, rebounding, assists, all of that was great. All of that was great. He's he's such a complicated fucking player, man. (laughs) God damn it. So he's such a frustrating player to watch because, you know, you know what you're supposed to get from him. I, I think Russ is one way of playing basketball. And if you're trying to force him into some system that he's not used to, it's not going to work out. And I think that was his issue with the Lakers is that him and LeBron just did not fit. I think if it was if it was just him and AD, it probably would have worked out a little bit better because they probably would have ran a lot of pick and roll. Yeah. But um, that, that whole fiasco of him playing shooting guard and being an off-ball guard in that Lakers system just was not going to work. Real quick, because I have Twitter open and this just like popped up. I do love that mm-hmm. RVD is at like a sex convention. I mean, what's new with that guy there? I love it. <laughs> I love that he's at a, that him and Katie Forbes are at a sex mm-hmm. convention. You know what? RVD Props to this guy. It's so fucking outrageous and I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's being himself, it. man. Unabashedly mm-hmm. himself. Now, um, what other like things? I mean, the, the, re- uh, we could go through every game or through every series and talk a little bit about whatever's going on in them. But let's be honest. If you didn't check scores or have people telling you that the Nuggets and the Timberwolves are playing, you would not be aware of it. Okay, I will I will, I will. be fair to myself. I did watch two of the three games that they've played so far. I, I have not watched one because they put it you have the not weirdest missed times, man. You, you have not missed anything. I will say this. Um... <laughs> Really, cat in in Minnesota. It's time time to go. He's got to get out of it's there. It's time to go. It's time to that, go. That team is sinking fast. It's because of him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play defense. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, it's not it's not fully because of him. But I will say this: 
bringing in Rudy Gobert to play next to a seven foot center who tries to be a guard who's a forward isn't going to work in that system. A because he takes the ball out of Ant's hands and he's not. It's Rudy Gobert. Okay, the Rudy Gobert thing. Putting Rudy Gobert next. You mean the most overrated player as voted by other players? Oh well, I love that. I love that, but I love it. And you know what? While we're on that, they did vote the one coach that they would like to play for more than anyone else is Greg Popovich. So I'm like, Mm. y'all just say that shit. None of you mean it. (laughs) None of you mean it. Because if y'all did, you would go places. San Antonio. The reason why people don't come to play with Pop is because they're in San Antonio. That's why. Well, no shit. That (laughs) and most of them are. uh, That's exactly what it is. That's my point. Is like y'all want to be coached by him, but y'all are aren't willing to be win. None of you really want to be winners. None of you do, because if you put it, you see what even a small little bit of talent does with that man. I mean, like if Pop was coaching that like New York, fucking or Miami, or which in hell from the way free agency has been going, I guess nobody wants to play with Spo either. Or Mickey Harris's bitch ass doesn't want to pay for anybody, but that's besides the mm-hmm. point. I'm gonna get to that later. Um, but. Yeah, that that pairing that cat and Rudy Gobert isn't gonna work. This is work, and they're not getting out of that Rudy Gobert contract anytime soon. Nobody's trading for him; he has no value. So, well, when you look, when, when you this is <laughs> this is the opposite to the Sacramento trade. Remember the Sacramento trade, and we all shit on it. Yeah, and it turns out, hey, it's actually a pretty good trade because, mm-hmm. yeah, well, they may not play the most defense in the world. They've uh, what's his name? Mike Brown has taken what the Warriors did. And it's like, okay, let's do that, but faster, mm-hmm. which is nuts because it's nuts. All you know, they're a team that's like, oh, you just got the ball and they're already, you know, running back to play defense because it's that mm-hmm. it's that quick. It's 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 impressive to watch. Um, but with <sighs> with the Timberwolves, that trade, that Rudy Gobert trade, not looking good, is it? Well, see, here's the problem. It wasn't the... good then, to be to no. be fair. It was a problem with the Sabonis, the difference between the Sabonis Halliburton trade mm-hmm. and what the Timberwolves did with Gobert is that with the Sacramento with the Kings trade full at so many positions. But but also you could legitimize them making that trade because they didn't give up draft picks to get rid of yeah. Reese. Yeah. Like they, they kept a lot of assets. They didn't give mm-hmm. up much to get Reese. Well, and and and, and to be fair, I mean to I get guess to be Sabonis, fair. Yeah. Um Sacramento was also able to make that trade because they really, they really were, they had multiple dudes at almost every fucking position. Like they, yeah. they had drafted terribly for years and ended up stockpiling a whole bunch of guys that they could have just moved this Oof. whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, and I mean, now was, I guess now was a good time. Cause look, man, I'm really pulling for them to somehow pull it off against the Warriors. Um, well, uh, Anthony, I mean, if it, if it follows trends from the season, you at least gonna get seven games because yeah. the Warriors can't win on the road, and apparently the Kings. The can't Warriors either. can't win on the road, and look, man. Okay, we got it. We might as well talk about it. The whole Sabonis mm-hmm. thing is like, you know what? I know Mister Kaufman came in with his hot take on how, on Draymond and how it wasn't his fault, but I'm like, you know what? No, you don't get to be in the league no. for thirteen years and act like you you weren't. You aren't told you don't get to be a professional athlete of that caliber and tell me that you're not aware of every little thing that is around you when you're saying, Oh, well, you know, he thought he was stomp pushing down on the floor when he stepped. No, he didn't. But look, Anthony, <laughs> no, Anthony, he didn't. Even if he did think that, 
here's the problem with Draymond is that you he's Draymond. You don't give you don't the, benefit the benefit of the doubt. You kick hmm. people in the nuts. You tackle people. You step on. You've had a history. And like, I don't even mind Draymond. Shoulder wasn't them fucking tenderized yeah. meat. The man was averaging yeah. like 16 and 10 a game. Yep. I, I know what Draymond is in 2018 or 2017. Oh, yeah. But my problem with Draymond is this. You have this, like you said, he's been in the league for 13 years. You have a history of doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. This is the, you, 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 you max out on technicals every single season. Dog, at some point, and like to people saying, well, also, oh, you don't, big, also, you don't, yada, yada, he yada. doesn't, he doesn't like, my God, he doesn't help us. You know, we got to talk about the fact that a lot of this is on Steph Curry and, 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 uh, Steve Kerr. Because they'll you you enable this behavior, you know the whole well, time that well, mm. well okay remember this mm. after all that stuff goes down and when Draymond is out there yelling at the crowd and yelling at people you know where what what Steph Curry and Steve Kerr are doing they have their heads down in the huddle talking like go grab him go grab him well then here's the here's the, the push pull here's the push pull Anthony. If you won four championships with somebody mm-hmm. doing that shit for the last thirteen years, but that's but you, it's different this year. It might be different this year, but he you, punched his own teammate. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he started the season. Now, you know, now, I get that. I get that. I completely understand. he punched his teammate. <laughs> but like, if you've been dealing with this for the last thirteen years and you won four well, championships, they've run it out. I'm sure. Year, they're probably just like, man, Draymond and Draymond. And fuck mm-hmm. it. You notice you've heard nothing from Jordan Poole mm-hmm. and Draymond about that situation. Because internally, I'm not saying that it's right that they did this, but they were probably like, hey, fuck it. I don't care. Let him do what he got to do. Because well, we're used in, to that. In, in the end, I hope it bites him in the ass and, and mm-hmm. Jordan Poole leaves, you know, when he gets a chance. Well, I don't think, Steph, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think they would, give no. a fuck. To me, it, it doesn't make sense to allow this kind of um, – after a certain point, because I think that once it's, it gets to where the negatives are outweighing the positives, which I think mm-hmm. it has at this point with Draymond, where it's mm-hmm. like the trouble that you caught. Also, let's just throw this out there. that When he got suspended when they were in the playoffs a few years ago, mm-hmm. that's a big reason to why they lost the finals. They cost them the finals. Yep. It cost them the finals. This isn't like it's just a, a first-time thing, you know? You, you, first of all, you have you have you already have trouble winning it uh, on the road, and how do you think that crowd is going to be? How do you think that crowd is going to be when you go back there the next time? Oh, After, because oh, remember, it's been multiple bro. games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you win, know it's going to win right now. They better win they, right now. They better. I mean, and you know what? And it is a it is a fifty fifty toss up. You know, because mm-hmm. the the Kings have shown you. You know, the Kings. Props to them big time because they went in getting all the, hey, you know, it's cute that you've done what you've done. But, yeah, you're playing the Warriors now. Mm. It's over. You know, it's it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And instead, they went and they won their first two games, Mm -hmm. you know. Which is, I don't, I don't like that narrative for this year with the Warriors. This team is obviously at holds on defense all season. Mm -hmm. We had a bunch of young guys get minutes that are trying to come into their, like that narrative about, oh, it's the Warriors. No, because things change year by year. It's not the same team. Because the Warriors started the season does not mean with an incident where one of your guys punched another one. 
that yes. should have been a sign that it was not going to be a smooth year. And then the fact that the Warriors have this supposedly stacked roster and it took Steph coming back from injury and going on that run that they did at the end of the season for them to miss the play. Well, they barely, barely made, out of the made it in. You yeah, know, because they barely they made it. Crazy, the crazy run at the end of the season. It's not sustainable. You have to be no. consistently good. Well, because the re- you know the thing about last year, that I think the real key, the real key to last year was Andrew Wiggins. Oh yeah, you know, and that's just not the way it is this year. Well, because it, it, Andrew Wiggins came into a situation where he, def- he what he did defensively and him stepping yeah. up on offense and finding his role within it within the Warriors last year. I think have more of an impact in the moment because oh Jordan Poole what a crazy shot it had more impact in the moment because nobody expected Wiggins to be that and yeah. plus because Steph and Clay naturally put which and Clay came back last year not look good but mm-hmm. Clay just being the shooter that he is drawing so much attention off Wiggins the teams had the game plan to basically let Wiggins beat them and they weren't expecting Wiggins to take the le- take the leap that he did in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. This year, I think teams are more prepared for what the Warriors are doing with yeah. Wiggins and are guarding mm-hmm. them a lot better. Plus, Draymond not giving you much offensively is also hurting. Plus, a lot. I think it, that, and I think he's also not the defensive player he used to be anymore. No, either Mm-mm. because if he was, he wouldn't have to resort to doing a lot of the things that he does. I mean, but he did a lot of that shit. Well, what I mean is, as player. often as he does, you know, or or in the worst time situations nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, you just you he's getting old. He's 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 getting old. We forget that it's already been a decade of this fucking team. This man, like, I don't even like. I don't even dislike Steph Curry. You know that? Like, I don't mm-hmm. even dislike the guy, but I hate mm-hmm. that team at this at this point. I'm just I'm just tired of them. But like, I think it was the inverse know. of me. I started off tired of them, and I no, I, see, I wasn't because I because I really liked who they were. I liked I liked uh, I just liked everything about them, especially well, see, when you had Clay at his heights. Mm-hmm. And here's then, a crazy like, thing: when they Clay got says KD, some stupid shit, man. Yeah, he oh the four rings thing when they're getting blown out shit. by thirty. Oh, he says stupid shit all the time. It's like even after the game, he's when he's talking. Look, man, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, well, Sabonis grabbed him. That, I I've seen people grab people. I've grabbed people. That's not a grab. Mm-hmm. That's not a grab. That is a gingerly <laughs> p- putting your arm out and maybe possibly wrapping it around the leg. But it's not. You're, he's not pulling the leg out of a socket. He's not mm-hmm. doing any of that bullshit. So don't make it sound like he got shot, Clay. Well, wait a minute. Jesus, wait a minute. I fucking hate when he does that. There's somebody who we haven't referred to about all of this. This is the innovator of violence himself, Patrick Cheeseman. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. He's been super quiet. Well, I was going to get there. to the Boston Celtics eventually, but there's nothing yeah. to talk about there. They're doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Why did we lose to the Hawks? Yeah. That, boy, that God damn it. All right, well, boring. I'm glad that we can finally have this conversation <laughs> because I think at, at some point we st- people got to stop with uh, giving passes to Trey at this point. Mm. And that's okay. not the difference maker. On look, that no, 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 no. Because here's the thing, man. If people are gonna shit on Luca, and I, I know, and and you know how I personally mm. don't care about either player, so I have, I, I have a uh, mm. unbiased opinion here. But I have seen a lot of people shit on Luca, and the reason I say Luca is because it's always those two getting thrown in a comparison. Always, mm. every single fucking time. Trey's numbers in the playoffs have not been good. No, they've Yesterday not been good. There's was no the first time for these... he had. 
a dominant game in the playoffs since 2021. Because and the reason that the that the criticism is deserved is because you went from an Eastern Conference Finals, and yeah, I know, uh, and you also got your coach changed. You got everything you wanted. Come on, man. And I'm, See, and I'm not saying they don't have a good squad. Oh, no, they got a terrible it's, squad. It's, it's a terrible I squad. I not give any excuses to that fucking – no. that, that is that, and I think the issue that I have Should've with have that, John Collins walk, was, it turns that, was that I think Trey has gotten a lot of – got a shit ton of criticism for, and rightfully so, for what he did against the Heat last year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that adverse reaction with Luka – is that I think Luca got a pass for a lot of shit that he has refused to do on the defensive end before. The thing with Trey, and I don't think that Luca and Trey are on the same tier of player. Don't don't ever. I also, I also I, don't think that they are the exact. I don't think they're the same type of player either. No, and um, I hate but, comparing two players who are very very opposite to each other. Oh, that's that's NBA like discussion way, man. Come oh, on, man. oh, I know that. No, I know that. But like, what? But it, it is so incredibly frustrating because I'm like, man, y'all, those mm-hmm. two do ex- two completely different things. You got one five eleven point guard and somebody else who's a six nine point guard. Like, he's not going to play a, the a six. Anyway. A six. Oh, by the way, a six foot two point guard who's probably a, really a shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that that's that what you just brought up is why I think Trey was so successful in game three. They finally used him as an off ball. He he wasn't the only distributor. You know, people don't talk about, mm-hmm. and I can say this with authority, mm-hmm. about how good of a point guard DeJounte Murray is. Yes. People don't you they're not using him correctly. No. That, 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 and it, it is really it, mm. it's crazy how much of a difference I think it would make if you switched those two players and had yep. and you had Murray running the point because look man he come I'm not gonna toot horns but he comes from a Greg Popovich system he understands how to play point guard it's just I don't know man and you got the I guess I'd have less of a problem if is if they didn't make the coaching change and Trey didn't get what he wanted because he got what he wanted. Well, I think him and everybody else on the team. Oh, no, no, you're right. No, you're right. No, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not wrong about that. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I don't think anybody was happy, but at the, at the same time, you're like, okay, well, the thing that was supposed to be making y'all really bad is gone. Mm -hmm. Now what? I don't know if John Collins fits in that team. No, he doesn't. He doesn't and I right? Think... And they shouldn't have gone after. They shouldn't have given no. him the money that they gave him. Mm-mm. What a weird situation! And now the it Hawks... feels like they can't move him either. The Hawks are weird because I don't. I think when when Nate got fired, I think he got fired too late. A because I think that this team and you notice it when it they earlier. play games, they start the game off playing very well. They have a different mm-hmm. game plan. They they stick to what I think Quinn Snyder wants to do. And in the second half, they start to revert back to a lot of the things that they did under Nate McMillan. Um, it's almost like I think that uh, they're in a habit you remember of... you remember a few years ago, and granted, mm-hmm. you know we know what happened with him in the long term, but with Emi Udoka and the Celtics, remember mm-hmm. when they first started last year and they started, turnovers and... and they were oh and and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we uh, we eventually talked about how, uh, and I think it, it it did work out this way where. He that th- those struggles in the beginning was essentially him doing his job, coaching mm-hmm. out the problems that that team had, the habits. Mm-hmm. And I and you're right. I think 
firing McMillan so late in the season has never really given him that opportunity to to to, to kind of unlearn their bad habits. Now, in 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 the same sentence, Trey still has to be a better player because you are a former All Star. You are an All NBA player. You mm-hmm. have averaged the most assists in the NBA. Since you come into the NBA, you have been a premier scorer in the NBA since you come into the NBA. You cannot have these bad performances in the playoffs and expect people to give you a pass for that or expect, you know, everybody, these narratives not to exist around Trey that he's a bad playoff performer. So I could respond to that very, very smartly, but I'm not because mm-hmm. I like that you <laughs> that you did your damn best to draw him well, in. Right, wait, wait. And oh, then... Wait. And mm-hmm. then he brings up the Hawks, and we just go off and just uh, completely. Oh, oh, no! I'm going to get to the Celtics in a second. Oh no, 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 no! No, no! I just think it's amusing that we we totally we invited Cheeseman into the conversation, and then we pushed him right back out of. No, it. but che- oh, che- I want Cheese to assert himself into the conversation. So do I, because he's very he quietly quiet chewing on his thing, and I'm like, Cheeseman, yeah. you, you got you got to do what we do, which is if you got something to say, say it. And I want to know your opinion on whatever, whatever we've talked about. Feel free to join in. Let's talk about talk about Dylan Brooks if you want. How you long did like they get the extension? How long is how long is the contract for the Hawks head coach? For Quinn oh, Snyder. That's a great point. Yeah. Three years. Okay. Because Nick mm-hmm. Nurse is on the free agent list now. And I'm just saying yeah. you may have fucked up by giving someone a long term contract before the season ended. Well, do you think that Quinn Snyder is at a no time to implement what he wants no. for this team to look like long term? No, but I mm-hmm. don't think I don't know if he would be a better choice than Nick Nurse would be to bring in to build in that system. Is what Nick I Nurse think. is going to have quite the interesting choice of places to go, isn't he? I don't know. I don't. I'm going to be honest. Houston is a spot. Fire someone for if I'm him, I do want to go to Houston. I think he could do a good Actually, job that's the there. perfect place. That'd be that's a great spot place. because you have the opportunity yeah. to build something from the bottom up. It's either them or what Detroit spot is open. Detroit I was I talked about right Detroit as a as a terrible record. Yeah. Terrible record. <laughs> which in uh, uh what's his name? K getting hurt and then being out yeah. for the year, which in, I think a lot of that was uh, what's the point of playing him if we know we're gonna be ass type thing late. Uh who's coaching the Lakers? <laughs> Oh, Darwin M. There you go. I always forget. Mm. I, I, I and what? I'm not even kidding. I genuinely mm. just forget who is coaching the Lakers. It's like I forget every the time I even think have of a coach. I, I thought it's just literally just everyone's just doing a great, <laughs> big old fuck around. No, th- you're not wrong. See, That's when I picture like the, the team, I just picture I just picture the guys on the roster. I never pick yeah. a, I never picture a head coach. Mm-hmm. In fact, no. Look, the head coach I still picture is Mike Brown, and he's not even there anymore. Ew, that was almost a decade ago. I know. <laughs> that well, was before because, he went okay, there with the who is, Warriors. Who has done anything memorable since then? Be- uh, oh, Frank Vogel. It would be, it be Frank Vogel who should have gotten championship. fired. No, he shouldn't have. He got fired because of bad what about what's his, What about what's his face? The dude that was drafted oh, Luke Walton. as LeBron. Wait. Luke Walton. Luke was Walton. There too. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that that boy is now? a Steve Kerr merchant. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he was back with the Warriors because he tried it with the Kings too and it didn't work out. It's a shame, man. Atlanta, I really like his dad. Fuck? Oh, Bill. His dad is a his dad <laughs> is an interesting cat. He is a 
Yeah, I love nobody watching tells those, stories uh, like him. I, can't I love watching we... those late season. Uh, he's an assistant coach for the Cavs now. I, I love watching those uh, Pac-12 basketball games. I might explain about what happened with the Cavs today. Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> because uh... <sighs> also, so who's going to win the one but not win with the Wimbledon? No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about Why that. We're talking at about all. the Worcester. We're, we're we're talking about playoffs. We're not talking about Victor. We will not have talk this about conversation. Victor, you know why? Because I you don't want to jinx bricks. it, do you? I don't want to jinx it. I think cheese. I think we should look. Talk. No, I already <laughs> yes, think we no, should talk about already, Williamstown, Ohio. I already think that we're not going to get him right, and I think that he's <laughs> going to end up going to some bullshit team that's not going to use no, him right. Because none of Detroit. the other teams that are going to be there. You no, know, he's a Houston Rocket. Okay, the Rockets aren't going to do anything with him. And neither are the Detroit Pistons. That dude is going to have a great career. He's never going to win shit because he's no. He's going to win go. because you know why? He's not going to stay there past that that well. But, but you contract. get what I but but see here's the thing. He could win mm-hmm. if he didn't go there and went somewhere where the cut where there's a competent head coach. But anyways, we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, anyways, I want to talk about him. I want to talk about. Let's talk about the Boston choked away this season though, and got it. We'll see. The Thunder tried to. I know, but then they're you like, see, now we're the too Thunder have like they 80 picks because they're in the too, first round. But, but they're also just too ta- – they were just at- – it's crazy to say this, but they are they are too talented to They'll tank for Bronny. be bad. I'm just thinking like, about it. Even when they're trying they get to Shen be bad. Victor? I don't think they would, but if they did, that'd be great. I mean, if you if you're at one, I'm like, fuck it. Because they still have – I think they have somebody else's pick this season, and they have mm-hmm. – but see, I don't think any, I don't think any mm. any team is going to trade down. No, nobody's going to trade away that first pick if you get it. He, that's a, that's a instant game changer. Uh, I'm interested so, on how the lottery goes. So now, I guess is a... I do want to know this, Cheeseman. How do you mm. feel about your Boston Celtics? How can we lose to the Hawks, guys? It's supposed it was to be one game. Sweep. It was supposed to be an easy sweep so we could get ready for the Sixers. It's but never you, you never want to easy gonna, sweep. That's not a good thing. I hate <laughs> when people think that sweeps are good things because oh. sweeps just means that that your first challenger wasn't up to up to par. That doesn't mean your mm-hmm. second one isn't. Also, I think it's something to point out with the Hawks. While they have had struggles this season, when that team is good, which we did not see much in the regular season, but when that team gets rolling, they they have. Some guys there, it, it makes sense as to why they will win a game, pull a game or two from Boston. It's just like when John Collins thinks it up, and then Trace thinks it up, and then Dejounte thinks it up. Like when one person plays bad, like everybody's out of it with that team. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, I don't think they have the depth to be able to make to to be able to dig out of holes like mm-hmm. that when there's that situation. And Boston, I think, is the complete opposite. Yeah, I'm pulling like, for Miami so hard right now. Well, of course you know, play Miami, boy. Um, no be offense honest. to Miami. I no, no offense Miami to Miami, to play but Boston. I didn't yeah, want to play the books. Look, can I, I talk not. about Miami and just an outside view of that that franchise? How do you oh, go from feel... first to eighth? Well, so here's my thing about Miami: is they I'll, feel I'll like they are perpetually. They're perpetually stuck in that second level, second tier of teams where it's like you're good enough to be in the playoffs for a pretty decent seed or, you know, in this case, not so decent. But you're not quite your squad. When I look I when I look at the heat, I don't see championship. Anthony, you know why? 
Because Pat Riley and Nikki Harrison decided, hey, you were one game away from the championship, mm-hmm. literally one play away from the championship yep. last year, mm-hmm. from the from the finals. You know what we're going to yep. do? We're not going to do anything new. We're actually going to mm-hmm. lose one of the impact players from the team and not replace them with anybody worth mm-hmm. value. You have Duncan Robinson. God bless mm-hmm. us all. He played a great game last night. He's undrafted. You have Gabe Vincent, great defender, undrafted, inconsistent offensively. Mm-hmm. You're running a system where Bam is basically not getting plays ran for him. So everything that he does, he has to create for himself, and he's a center. There's only so far you can go with that. He's not an elite jump shooter, and he's 6'9", so it's hard for him to get to the basket but, without somebody setting up for him. So you got that problem. Well, and also, I think the problem is is that that the, the, that they're also stuck, and part of being stuck in this that tier that I'm talking about is that you – consistently do make the playoffs therefore for some reason your own the ownership or the people in charge look at that and say hey look we're doing something right as opposed to hey maybe we should shake it up so we can advance upward instead of just staying on the same plateau see and i would understand that too if if miami hasn't done this literally every year since the big three broke up they go to the playoffs they have a good seed Mm -hmm. then the next year they fall off then they go back to the playoffs have a good seed then the next year they fall off this happened back in 2021 after they went to the finals against the Lakers. People get hurt. I understand you want to run it back because you think that their roster suitable enough. I hate guys when teams age. try to do try and run it back like that because no, it just I understand keeping a core. Duh. Yes, obviously you're gonna keep a core of players, mm-hmm. but you have to make the squad around that core better, and not There's everybody from the, the team. Be- yes, yes, in the NBA now to do that. Yes. Exactly. Why well, is everyone in the transfer portal? <laughs> you literally had yeah. the Suns go from a bottom seed in the West to getting KD at the end mm-hmm. of the season. Like that's that's the type of. And you know, I feel like with the, with that with the Phoenix Suns, we still haven't even seen what they look like at their best. No, because I don't think they've had an opportunity to properly. I mean, they're still trying to gel mm-hmm. because. The, I think the the, the re- look the reason that the Phoenix Suns won't win the championship isn't because of of their stars or whatever. It's going to be because they don't have any depth. There is zero depth to that. Team. Man, you don't you don't, don't you don't you, you're not confident in Tory Craig and fucking campaign minutes. <laughs> ah, oh man. But, but uh, you see what I mean? Like they geez, they I'm, have. She's let me ask you this question about oh. the Celtics. Grant Williams, how do you feel about him? I think he's great coming off the bench. When mm-hmm. he stay, when he's hot, he's a great shot. I asked that because I've 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 watched a lot of Celtics games this season with them being on primetime, and some of the shit he does is some of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, no, he is not a smart player, but he's still a good player. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering. I just I, just, I love that. Quick. I do love that. No, that's why he. That's why he's not a starter. Mm-hmm. That's why he's mm-hmm. not not always a starter. You know, he's not a mm-hmm. smart player, but he's still good. So, I have a question to throw to you, like also about the Celtics because, and I think we've talked about it before, but what is going to happen to that duo that you got there? Oh, uh, we're going do you back think winning the a championship shit out of their contracts. Well, do you think a championship is going to fix what I mean? I guess what I should say is, do you think a championship will fix the problems that Jalen Brown has with the Celtics and that entire fucking area of shitty New England? Championships fix fucking all idiot. problems. 
See, Darryl, I think so. I feel bad for Jalen because I understand his frustration with being involved in trade talks literally every mm-hmm. single offseason. This man has been a. I think his problem is less score. with the with the actual being involved in the trade, as more so the combination of that plus mm-hmm. this rampant disrespect that he seems to be getting all the media. time. It's the and yeah. it's the two of them. Well, it's not just the mm-hmm. media. Because it, it, you if you well, if you go on to fucking I was gonna say yeah. you go on mm-hmm. to on to Twitter and it's the fan base and it's this weird one two punch of the do media. I have to get back on Twitter to defend his honor? I'll do it. Well, <laughs> you Daryl, I don't know if you, well, you threatened to one kill of the last episode. He did get into it with someone on Instagram. How? Right. The comment you, section is goes wild, man. Yeah, I know, but it's easy to like avoid the com like the comment section is so like, you have to look Twitter, for the comment like, section on Instagram. Yeah, on Twitter, it's a part of Twitter, like it's a whole forum. Instagram is literally, yeah, I'm looking at a video, I'm looking at a picture, then I keep it moving. Like sometimes I'll go to the comment section just to laugh. I'll go to the comment <laughs> section when I I'm see never... that it's something that it's just I know that, that it's mm-hmm. gonna be gold, but I never engage. What never. was what was the subject of uh, what was the subject of it? Didn't you make friends with the person at the end? Oh, of yeah, it? We, yeah, we literally squashed the beef like three comments later because we, we mm-hmm. went from they were talking about how the Ravens are going to be the best team in football. Okay, and then it turned to uh, talking about how we both think the Orioles are going to have a deep playoff run. <laughs> Wait a minute, I have to go back to that Ravens thing. I know. I knew that. that what was indication has been given to you when they don't even have the quarterback locked up right now? Oh, for no they got Odell. To play there now. Yeah, they got Odell. And but they don't have D Hop yet. They don't have uh, D Hop yet. Lamar gave them that specific condition. Like people keep thinking with Lamar is the money. I think he knows if he goes somewhere else, he's not going to get paid as much. I don't think it's about that for him. I think it's all about he's sick and tired of being. Mark Andrews being his number one target. And yes, Odell is great. But the last time we've seen him, he was playing Odell's on one. Hurt. He's old, and he's hurt. older. Yes. But to be DeAndre fair. Hopkins on that Look, team man. won't make a damn difference. Wait, here's the thing. Okay. Jeez, I was going to say, what else? No, no, no. Here's the thing. How mm. about instead of having to go out and scrape for the older guys, you could have just got some younger dudes to start with. Well, Anthony, see, you know, you could have done that. You didn't do it. No, because here's the thing. There's all, there is, there is a shelf life on both of these guys. Like, like there isn't, there is an expiration date that is coming on the horizon. Very soon. You know, these guys are a gallon of milk that expires on the 24th and it is the 21st. Okay. (laughs) Like that—that that is what you're looking at with these two, and I think that's my mm. big problem with this: is these guys are band aids. They don't fix mm. the problem. There are because... three phenomenal wide receiver prospects available in this first round, and you have a chance to get at least one of them. And I'm assuming you probably know it's not going to be JSN. He's not going to make it to you unless you trade up. So yeah, but one and two shot of getting it right. But I know you Ravens are going to quick, draft the defense on the draft real quick. My worst mm. nightmare is going to happen. What is that? What, what just just guess who who could possibly ruin my year? Will Levis. No, God, no. I don't see. I'm I, to think. Okay, before I even get okay, you guys can think on that. I got to say something about these quarterbacks. Beyond the first two, I don't 
see anything with Anthony, anyone. Thank anyone, you, anyone, anyone. And that doesn't mean that they that these guys can't develop someday. But none of these guys are starters. None of these guys are first-round prospects. The only first-round prospects in yes. the draft. And here's Anthony the problem. I don't think any of them are going to be good. I don't. I won't say that. That includes Stroud and Young. Okay. The I only reason. The only reason I won't say that is because just based on chances and numbers, then one person is at least one person. Will don't be, be coming good. out of a college that has a cursed quarterback history. Okay. I don't believe. I. I'm not. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't believe in that. I think that is one of the craziest narratives that surrounds the, any the only reason. The only the only reason I I I even entertain things about Ohio State quarterbacks isn't. No, isn't so much the curse on the quarterbacks themselves, which because I think that's all bullshit. But what I mm-hmm. genuinely do think is that they are wide receiver university, and that tends to be a lot of the reason why their quarterbacks look better. Now, I that think being said, I think I, I was gonna say that being said, mm-hmm. though, I saw what CJ Stroud did against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that and the only reason why the wide receivers slowed down was because. That defense decided to wake up, and it was literally the best defense in college football without comparison last year. Mm-hmm. Like there, and there I was think, not even a team that came close. And I think people want to really hate Bryce Young because he is, you know, why? You know why? Short, short of not just that. That With more the more the second one than the first mm-hmm. one. <laughs> that was the thing with with Hertz coming out of college. It was like, oh, he, we played Alabama, and you played at Oklahoma, and it's like, bro, you have to look past the. The and, and I, I don't even blame Cheese necessarily because I think there's been a long-standing narrative. And there, like you said mm-hmm. with the receiver thing, there is some truth. Well, I think to I think Ohio, Ohio State, State. I think thing. that's more true so than the than the mm-hmm. superstitious aspect of it. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know, man. Uh, it's really hard because when you look at the numbers, it's kind of hard to say. Eh, there's not there's not something. No, there. no, and, and you're not wrong about that. But what I'm saying is, I don't think so. Justin it's Fields, so much give me a, strength. I don't think, it, but I don't think it, I don't. <laughs> I don't lean onto the oh just because this. I look at it more in the it's the wide receiver thing where it's like they have mm-hmm. really fucking good wide receivers. They have these offensive lines that are really good at Ohio State. Yeah, the quarterbacks get yeah, time. Who was it? Okay, who was it that that there's that one time where oh my god, just a few years ago, quarterback for for Ohio State. Start naming them, guys. Haskins. Shit. Was it Dwayne Haskins? Who was the one before him? Okay, so you had Braxton Miller, you had 12 Gauge. And who was the other one? Damn it, it's one of them I'm forgetting. Mm. Either way, there is a moment when you're watching there are there were moments when you would watch them where I mean I guess I guess you really can say pick one where you're looking at them going through their possess their progression and they have all the time in the world to literally just pick a guy. Mm. You know, they have That's the option exactly a lot thing. of well, a lot of the times they have op- the option of picking the wide receiver they want to throw to because the well, well first mm-hmm. is specifically Ohio State ones because they have a really good wide receivers at that school and mm-hmm. they have a really good off they have really good offensive lines that give guys play. There's a reason they're as successful as they are, right? Yeah, and cheap. it's not just their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I've seen C.J. Stroud take a game into his own hands and mm-hmm. almost win it for them. On a big stage, and that I think that goes a long way for legitimately the most accurate quarterback in this draft class, without a question. And I think there's certain things that you cannot teach a quarterback, and that that ability to be that accurate playing against the defenses that he played up against, 
mm-hmm. in the Big Ten and then playing up against Georgia in that, well, in that let, semifinal. Let, let me ask you this. Mm. If the Colts draft him, are you happy? I'm fucking ecstatic. Ecstatic. Okay. Yes. That, see, yeah. So, uh, because right now, you know, the rumor is that Houston might not be interested in a, in a quarterback see, at all. But see, that's scary that. to me because if Houston, I think Houston's trying to bait people, but. See, I thought so too. Then I started thinking about. It would make what sense. if, what if somebody is finally, des- <laughs> what if an organization has finally decided, hey, Let's stop building quarterback first and let's do what the 49ers did, which was let's build a really good team that we can go out and bring in a young quarterback and fit in and win early before we have to pay him. Think about it. Also, D'Amico Ryans is a defensive guy. Yeah, I don't think the Hendon Hooker is an excellent quarterback prospect, but I mean, I think the Hendon is a lot better than Levis and Richardson, in my opinion. Why not? punt to the second round or trade back up into the first round if you think some team in the second round is going to take them. Get him in hook. Smart, man. Everybody Fuck drafts it. panicked. Like, t- you, you, uh, th- and I, I will never forget this specific run, but do you remember the year that Christian Ponder got drafted? <laughs> okay. Yep. Do you remember yep. how many quarterbacks? I think uh, that was also the same year that, uh, was it Blake Bortles or no, the other one with the hair? Let's see. Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. And Cam Blaine Newton. Gabbert was taken in that one. Uh, Cam Newton. I, 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 yeah, but my point is, is all of a sudden there was just this panicked run of quarterbacks drafted mm-hmm. because all of a sudden everybody thought, oh, well, now, you know, all these guys are going to be off the. Guess what? None of them really amounted to much. You know, some more than, I'm some, trying to look you know, at were more, better than others, but. Again, these guys historically panic, which is like the one thing you would assume that some of these GMs wouldn't be doing. I mean, if or, you look at that quarterback class, the two most successful quarterbacks in that class were him and uh, Kaepernick, which, in, you know, a Kaepernick, other things. I mean, and to be fair, outside. both of them made it to Super Bowls. Yep. Both of them. But they also mm-hmm. landed in, you know, okay, they both landed on teams that actually had pretty good squads, you know? Mm-hmm. And great coaching. And great coaching, yep. you know, um, and and I don't know. That's why personally, personally, you know what? If, if I'm the only, t- the only Rose in the show. what if I was the Lions, mm. I would use that second first round pick that to, to take one of those experimental quarterbacks like a Richardson if they fall that far or they better take uh, that first with their first pick. They better draft a wide receiver. <laughs> oh, God knows they need one. Specifically, one without a game. Six games problem. at least, bro. You got to talk about how dumb that is. That. Okay, because look, in man, the you team know, facility, bro. Come on. So man. here's the thing: like, I'm not an NFL supporter, you know that, and I think that yeah, that it of course looks bad that they are in bed with gambling and allowing it. Bro, you blah, can't blah, be whatever. gambling on, but on that team ground. That being said, Come on, like, you got to be a special kind is. of stupid. Yep. You got to be a special kind of stupid to be like, oh, man, did you see that there are odds? Speaking of gambling and suspension, there are odds for what's his name to be comeback player of the of the year, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> and the joke, the, like to me, because like the joke is hilarious. Bet on himself. Like, He's going to bet on himself. Come- well, OK, this motherfucker is coming back from gambling. Also, look, man, we already know who the comeback player of the year is. That's locked in now. All, he even just has to step on the field, and he's comeback player of the year. 
Do you I'm guys blanking. really not blank? You guys are really not oh, figuring oh, out. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the man yeah, died yeah. twice on the field and is happened. coming back. I forgot that happened. Don't. The man yep. who died twice. You okay? Do you, okay. Do you remember the one year? There was one year where Michael Jordan won the SP for comeback player of the year. Uh, from I think it was when he came back from baseball. Mm-hmm. One of the other people nominated got stabbed. Okay, and they were coming back from that. <laughs> but Michael Jordan came back from baseball and won that award for comeback player of the year. You gotta love that. You just oh yeah, <laughs> this person got stabbed and came back. Michael was running crazy. from some gambling problems that we all know he really had. Yeah, and you know what's crazy know. to me about too is that that press conference that he had the other day where he was like, "Oh, my CTE is my my hit my concussions aren't going to be a problem because I had them last year, so there's no way I'm going to oh. have them this year because once you've had concussions before, they can't." I'm not a doctor. I'm not a neurologist. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to claim that I know anything, but if you have a history of concussions, you know, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. He, to, you know what? He's talking like a guy who's had concussions. <laughs> he That's sounded like when Gronk was like, "Oh, my CTE is cured." He took a year off in football. He come might on, as man. well have come out and said that. But like, I hate to say it, but oh no, he's fucked. He, no, yeah. let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about him getting back on the field than I are, than I am Demar Hamlin. Well, it's because what it's happened to Demar Hamlin harder. is 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 like mm-hmm. a, that was a I don't know if you accident. saw what it I don't know if you saw what it specifically was, but it does happen to um, I guess the 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 place that they see it the most. And and again, when I say see it the most, that's still not even a large number. It's almost mm-hmm. an anomaly, but it, it's like in Little League where they see it, where you know it's the impact. Because obviously a lot of these kids are, it's just different, right? But it, it it's rare for that to ha- very rare that that happens. Mm. Concussions aren't rare, buddy. No, concussions are not rare. Like if I'm the Dolphins at the, which they shouldn't have put him back on the fucking field in the first place last year twice. But that's besides the point. It happened. Whatever. Mm-hmm. At, at the first sight of him having any signs of concussions, I'm pulling him, and that's it. I'm, Over I'm, under I'm three and a half weeks before he has his first concussion. Over. I think it's going to be like at the worst time possible. Cheeseman, because it's the I'm taking, the, I'm taking the under. I'm taking week one. I'm taking the under two. I think, but I think it's going to happen on week three. I really <laughs> do. See, Daryl, you're taking a chance by assuming that he's going to make it that long. That's a good point. I think that's the yeah, thing is like season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the preseason. You, you got, got training camp. You got yeah. you got a lot of stuff before shit. He might not make it to the season. Like, I know it's like, not it's like not funny. You know why it's funny to laugh at? Because he went and said something as stupid as what he said this It's ridiculous at this press point. Conference. Like at some point, do you not have the foresight to be like, man, I can't keep <laughs> fucking do I and I, I get it. I know. It is when you're an athlete, it is hard to pull yourself away from what you've been doing and what you've been good at. Well, that, the last and and then long. not to mention, you're also surrounded by enablers. Yes. So yeah, I get the other it. thing. But <sighs> man, you had a kid, bro. Like at some point you got to be like, is it Maybe worth he doesn't not remember being able that he has to... one? <laughs> like, 
Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> At this point, for all we know, he goes home and he's meeting his family for the first time every time. Well, like, like 50 first like, dates. Like, exactly. Like I was day. about to say that. It's a, it's like, like every day to remember dates. that we're married and this is your kid and we're all. Oh, broke. he's, yeah, except in his case, he has to be reminded of his family and then also the playbook. You can't come out and essentially, like you said, say that you're cured of your CTE. <laughs> God damn it. That's such a dumb thing to say. It's like, Look, man, I know you were an athlete in college, but you did go to college, right? Like you probably didn't pay attention. No, damn, but even then, like uh, even then, you pick up some sense of something. You would think enough sense to know that you could join Tyree Kill and and already start planning his post post retirement career. Uh, Since Tyree's retiring, was it two years now? Yeah, I hope so. You know what's crazy? We get rid of that. Well, no, I mean, I would hate for him to have to go home and be with his child. Well, that's scary you know what? He would, too. I'm very certain he would, too. <laughs> Look, man, yeah. once someone hits their kids and gets in trouble for it, I'm never <clears throat> going to let that one go. You oh, no, me, I'm AP? not saying to. You hear me, AP? <laughs> you know, that whole situation was crazy to me. Because it was so just crazy. like people instantly had jokes about this shit. It, just like, God damn. Well, but, but like, okay, so we here's a tangent. That's the mm. one thing I do love about social media and the internet. Mm. Is that when fuck. the roast when the roasting is on, it's on. Oh, like it's when, fucking when the, on when the queen, queen died. Oh, when that bitch died, and they were putting up videos of of, of Bro, soccer stadiums full of Scottish people singing about na 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 na. Hey, the bitch is dead. <laughs> I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. Down with tyranny. We're not here for racists, and she was one. She yes. was one. Yes, she was. Very well documented. She also killed her daughter-in-law. <laughs> you know, she did. What? <laughs> so her sausage-fingered prince can be happy? <laughs> Him and that dumb bitch wife of his. <laughs> I can't stand Camilla. <laughs> I can't stand that bitch because she's the, the side piece who, who moved in. And you know what, Harry? I'm glad that your dad is someone else. At least you don't look like the freak. Well, yeah. Wait, here, no. William is the... Wait, Will, yeah. And it's like, you know, who cares if he goes bald? That's not the issue. He's a weird person. He's going to be weird like his dad. Which which one of them? Yeah, it was the dad. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. William is William is definitely the king's son. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the ears. The other one, the ginger one, Harry, mm-hmm. that one is very much the, the horse rider's son. Mm-hmm. That I'm not even kidding about because if you look at those two well, they look I mean, like next to each other pictures holy shit <laughs> anyways I don't even know how he's oh yeah because social media and the talking about season. social media um, <laughs> which is like why why I, I couldn't help but like as soon as I saw on Instagram the whole thing about Rudy Gobert I was like I gotta look up Rudy Gobert on oh, Twitter bro you bro they ah, so good. <laughs> well it's like man Rudy Gobert he's had quite an interesting three years hasn't he <laughs> Because every year in the playoffs, we the man started with him. No, no, let's let's go beyond that. The man he started, started the pandemic. Well, yeah, it wasn't well, China. Thanks. It was Rudy Gobert. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna touch everything. I'm my fine. My favorite thing about Asshole. that is that there were people who didn't understand the disconnect between mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I'm like, this bro, you gave, gave him a fucking COVID. deadly fucking virus that nobody knew anything about. <laughs> Like you, up like, until like expecting to be happy about like, it? a year into it being a thing, the whole damn oh, country was man. quote unquote shut down for like a year and a half. Yeah, God. I'd be pissed off about that too. Fuck you. Well, Rudy Gobert Piece is the shit. moment where you're like, 
Oh, they're sending people home. Yeah. Okay, maybe this like nobody ever sends no Bro. no no what do you call it? No sports league sends people so, home. I remember that day when they started canceling everything and then uh, it was like too. oh hey now everything's closing. Nothing's gonna be in person. I'm like, fuck. Oh yes. We we got to my happy my happy place yeah. pretty quickly, and now we're not out of it. Now I have to see people again. Yeah, that was that was I think the good part about the pandemic. The only good part about it is that I think it was the most stress free, like outside of like not having to deal with driving to work and not having to deal with interacting you know what my with people on the road. That, my in favorite thing. To laugh at that has come out of the pandemic is these mm. articles that are the, uh, uh, for example, I'll give you one I saw a few weeks ago that was making the argument that everybody needs a break. Everybody needs time to unwind. Guess where the best place for you to unwind is during your commute. No, it's not, buddy. No, this is literally probably the worst part no, of my it's day not. is having to drive to my place of work and go well, home. Because there's like, well, you're starting to see all these articles that are very pro-business Pro the corporation, oh, oh, you, know, oh, uh, you know, that are like, oh, well, you know, is the these best workers place are socialization and, yeah. and workers are less depressed when they work in the building. And I'm like, well, it's like, no, no, all those are lies. Every single one of those things are lies. Like, no, because then you, I will say, for every like unsupport, well, but here's the thing for every unsupported study that they like to throw out at you, there's mm-hmm. so many that are telling you, hey, yeah, four day work weeks. That's kind of what you should that that yep. and also That's how you get the starting, your, starting your the work day at, at 10 o'clock instead of yep. eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Not only is it good for workers, it's also good for students. Yep. You know, hey, how about instead of eight hour days where people eventually lose concentration and do not give a fuck anymore about and and stop retaining information in the example of school, you, you shorten the day and you make it more efficient and effective. But no, yep. we're America. Nope. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stick to the norms. You know what? I like the option of being able to work from home and work in the office. Some days, no, I like to work. Well, you should be, it should, it should be a split thing where you should be able to, you should, you, or at the very least, you know, you should be required to come into the office four days out of the month, you know, Mm -hmm. four, maybe not out of the week because it's just, you know, but there should be at least that. Also, man, shit ain't cheap. No, it's not. Not. You know, Every gas is, is not gas is fucking expensive. You know, the other day I went to Costco and they didn't have eggs at Costco. I'm not shocked. No, and neither am I. But the but they they even, even after they had a limit of you're only allowed to take two of things of eggs at any moment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God, hey, I'll be so, back in a second. Yeah, no problem, Cheeseman. Well, he's gone. Um, is there anything you want to talk about? I know. Let's talk about Daryl behind his back. Isn't Daryl a great person and an upstanding citizen? That's not Wonderful. sarcasm. That's me. That general feelings on Daryl. I think he's a great person. I second that. Okay, good. Good. We're on the same page. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, also, okay. So, so since I have you here, Poker Face, you gotta watch it, man. I just finished this the the whole first season. It's only ten episodes, but each episode is an hour long, so it's ten hours. Uh, it's very, 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 very good. It's so well written and it's very smart. And it's charming, and Natasha Leone is incredibly attractive mm-hmm. as, and not in like the traditional way, as this hot mess of a human being who is somehow solving mysteries and murders and stuff as she goes, just based, you know what her thing is, right? Yeah, she's able to read people. 
So yeah, specifically, she can just tell immediately if you're lying or not, and she's 100% on point every time. So she ends up, you know, in these situations where she has to solve a lot of crimes, murders. It's like Murder, She Wrote. But without Angela Lansbury. Oh, well, that's already a step down. Well, it's not, because you got Natasha Lyonne. Well, I know, but Angela Lansbury is still awesome. True, but I don't know, but but just that I'm not saying that it's it's a, that that that's not awesome. Murder, she wrote. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that it's a Ryan Johnson because he directs it is wonderful, and Ryan Johnson is a fantastic filmmaker who should have been given the opportunity to tell the story that he was trying to tell in Star Wars. Yep. But Kathleen Kennedy decided no. Whatever. Some people should not be in charge of creative things if they're not creative people and they're just number crunchers. Hey, we saw Jamie Hayter actually wrestle on AEW for once. Yeah. So, real quick, did you see Evil Dead? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. How was it? Did you like it? Was it good? It was good. It was really good. It was really good. Okay. Was it, was it really scary good. or did there was there some comedy in it? It's subtle comedy. Like it's oh, not so- it it's leaves like, more. Like, like at one point, at one point, um, she stabs the sister in the neck with the screwdriver, and she just looks at it, and then she just looks at her, and then the next scene is outside the room, and she's thrown through the door, like that. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of funny. Like, I it's like, like a okay. You really just do that. All right, goodbye. Okay, I like that. Um, I was no, just it's curious not. It's not army. How... It's not army of darkness. It's not even Evil Dead two. I was gonna say, I, I yeah, I was gonna use Evil Dead as the litmus. I was gonna you know if it was that funny or if it's more in line with the first movie. No, it's like it, there's funny moments, but they're not. They don't like take you out of it. There's kind of like a, <laughs> yeah, funny. It's not over the top. No, okay. it's very. Yeah, you, you'll see it and you'll be like, that's a good one. I'm still excited. I'm very excited to see this movie. Very excited. I just need to make it uh an effort to go see this movie. You know, but yeah, no, Jamie Hader wrestled. That was good. Finally, look, I don't think that they have as big of an issue i think they have a problem with store with telling stories for their women uh i do think they get them on their shows the problem is is when they do it i it's the I same feel like three and it also doesn't have as much like impact story-wise and it's not even the, it's not even their world champion that's on it on a consistent basis that's a good point that's a really good point it's the three reject three WWE rejects is who they're focusing on. I'm just not a big fan of Soraya. I'm not a fan of any of them. I mean, yeah, well, what's her name with Tony Storm? I just, I've never really been a Tony, even when she was back in, you know, in NXT. I, I've said it consistently. I think she just doesn't have the charisma, you know? No, Ruby Soho is just not that good. I actually think that Ruby Soho is very good. I think the problem is, is that they shouldn't have just that they were doing something interesting when they had her separate from them. And then by sticking her with them, she just becomes another one of them. You know, she she's the one who takes this, the, the, the background to both of the other two. And it's I, and I think that she's probably she probably she does have more to offer than the other two. I think she I think she's a better she's got more charisma than Tony. The rest, and she's a better wrestler than Soraya. I mean, that's not hard though. Um, but I don't know. So is CM Punk back? Well, who knows? Apparently, he's getting his own TV show too. His own, uh, 
when when they split the uh when they split the brand when they split AEW apparently one of those shows is for CM Punk to go to if the if this is if you know the rumors are true which is very dumb because why are you forcing your locker room to decide so what they're going to have four shows now no they're going to have well okay yeah i guess four shows cuz i forget about elevation uh oh five shows then wait what why why five what about dark mm-hmm. Yeah, dark, dark elevation, rampage, rampage dynamite. dynamite. I thought those, I thought those were the same fucking thing. Dark no, and dark elevation. Why are they different? different I don't know. Why yes, are they different? And where do you even watch them? YouTube. Why? Because Tony's a nerd. <sighs> and uh, did you catch all of what we were talking about there? I, I see. What, I know y'all are talking about CM Punk and the new AEW, whatever the fuck it's going to be called. Well, yeah, because they have Dynamite. Collision. They have those two, which I'm not going to count those. Collison, because uh, they didn't know how to spell it apparently, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Uh, welcome to you know, AEW Collison. Collusion. Uh, I'm going to say this about the CM Punk thing. I know why he's coming back, and I know why TK wants him. Wembley, back. baby. Let me. Let we me. Got to sell out question, Wembley. Right? As the owner of the company, why haven't the elite and Punk and Jericho and everybody been in a room together so they can talk I about know it? Jericho and CM Punk room? did, right? Yeah, yeah. They've, and they, I know that Jericho I know that, said he wanted to work with Punk when he gets And back. I know that Kenny has very openly said, you know, said that it's. It, I think what it comes down to, I, I think, I think the thing is, is that the Bucks. Are yep. not going to be giving getting over CM Punk anytime soon, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that means for them moving forward. I don't know how they do that, but I, well, I we're mean, just going to keep them away from each other, which is kind of they're going to, which so is like, why they're, which is why they're, they're, they're gonna. It's like they're doing a. I, I know that the word soft brand split has been thrown around a lot, but mm-hmm. it's like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to do that to cater no. to one person. No, like I, I th- that is very like if you're gonna criticize a lot of the dumb shit Vince McMahon did, it's you got to criticize how dumb of a move it is to, you know, whether you bring CM Punk CM Punk back or not, whatever. But the idea that it's such a divisive thing in your locker room, apparently, you know, based on the fact that you're planning on putting him on keeping people separate. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that to your locker room? Why are you creating tension that doesn't need to be there? Oh, you mean like the tension they already have between Britt Baker and 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 uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa that has not been settled yet. And yet again, I don't know why Tony Khan has it. He, he made I it. thought it was settled. No, because Tony Khan brought up on a, on an interview the other day that there's still tension between Britt and why? Thunder and some <sighs> people. Part in the of me doesn't room, believe so that is a real he, thing. Yeah, if he's saying Story it line. because because mm-hmm. no because he does that shit and I hate that stuff because he wants Work to shoot. watch people he wants people to watch that show on Dynamite like I'm not watching outside it. the ropes or whatever. I haven't shit. watched the Miz and Mrs. show. I'm not gonna watch this. I'm gonna bullshit. be honest with you. I haven't watched AEW in months. I don't know if I I, I haven't watched wrestling. I I think I told you I haven't I haven't watched yeah. wrestling this entire week and that's probably as mm-hmm. far as it goes right yeah. now. I at least tune in. To a match, you know, when I know it's going to be good, like the uh, mm-hmm. Vikingo and what's his name and Kenny. 
Him and Omega. Yeah, thing. I watched it. I did watch uh, it. Yeah. That, but but like but what I mean, but I I haven't tuned in to any show to be fair. Mm-hmm. But longer, probably you know, Dynamite for a whole show. Mm-hmm. You know, to actually sit down and watch the story. Granted, I, I'll say this: they have gotten better in the stories that they're telling. Um, I think they have. I, I think they. I think they. Well, okay. By by, I guess what I should say is they're actually telling stories. Um, yeah, because they weren't <laughs> up until this point. And I'm not personally a fan of the Four Corners thing. You know. Yeah, Sting shit. said Cody, big fucking deal. It's like every time Cody no. references AEW, it's like, dude, it's not a big fucking deal. Cody. I'm gonna tell you what's what's wrong with the Four Pillars thing. Is that you have. Three people in that feud that are nowhere near the. I don't believe any of them the are going to beat MJF. Exactly, they're not. I don't. I don't they're believe not. a single one of them is, and that so is the problem. I need to be. You know, that was my problem with the Daniel Bryan thing and, and them or the Brian Danielson thing and them doing it so soon, so early. Is that we know? I, I don't gonna believe happen. he's going to win. I don't believe nope. there's an opportunity for a win here. Nope. You know, and I. It's it's a disservice to it's a disservice to MJF. I, so I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw this out to the two of you because this was something a fr- uh, somebody actually texted to me. I'm gonna see if I can find the text because uh, I want to ask the question the way that he asked me. Uh, you guys talk about something. Um, but hey, I guess yeah, let's talk about Anthony behind his back while he's not paying attention. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to talk about man? Like Anthony's a very nice person as well, just like yourself, and I think oh, he's a good, upstanding individual. Now you're just That's... lying. <laughs> oh shit! He heard us. Scatter, scatter, scatter. Uh, but I do want to say about AEW. Um, this Soraya Jericho Appreciation Society shit has to be the worst storyline in professional wrestling. Wait, they're doing a the thing together now. Yes, they're so, so Adam, it's, Baker. Adam, it's gonna be like Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Jericho, and I'm guessing Soraya. The outsiders. Here's my problem with all of this. Jamie Hader is your women's champion. And she's barely you have on not TV. separated Jamie Hader from Britt Baker. Everything that Jamie Hader has done has been in the shadow of Britt Baker. And you spent all of this time bitching about, about Thunder Rosa and the interim title shit and all of that. Just for you now to take charge again, you killed all of Jamie Hader's momentum at this point, just like she did with Tony Storm when she was champion. Because she could not fucking go away. And she didn't let Jamie Hader have that moment by herself. When you had a chance to break up Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, just like you had a chance to break up Daniel Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society. They I could live with a Daniel Garcia long. thing if you hadn't mm-hmm. dragged on the story. If you just had him like join and be part of it and just go forward from there and tell different stories, that's fine. I'm okay with it. I just don't want to mm-hmm. see the same story go on and on and on and on and on. Cheeseman, has anyone ever told you that with glasses you look like Adam Pacitti? He kind of he really you know he really does. Wait a minute. He really does, right? He really does. I just looked at my screen because I for a second I'm like, huh, he really looks like him. Uh <laughs> it's the glasses. It's a thousand percent the glasses. Yeah. Um I take them off. I look like Ned from Ned the Classified. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the show I remember too. Uh, so okay, this is the question. A friend of mine asked, um, said, would you say that Dom is a bigger or better heel than MJF? Bigger. What? Mm, 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 mm. Right? Because it's it, immediately my reaction was, oh, he's the bigger heel. And there's a lot of reasons as to why right now. But then I really started to think about it. 
And I, I'm going to say this. I think the MGF is a better talent, but MGF is a terrible heel because he I don't even think he's a terrible heel. I thought he see. I think the problem is, is that his heel. This brings Bland. me to like another thing where someone brought up. I don't I wouldn't go that. I think I think it's gotten tired. Yeah. I think we've seen the heel stuff. People were uh, people a friend of mine earlier weeks a few weeks ago and I I we never I never got to ask you guys this on the podcast, but it was that mm-hmm. question but instead of um Dom it was Roman. And my answer to that was pretty easy. It it yeah. the reason that Roman is a better heel is cuz Roman does all these little complicated complex things that you that make his character interesting that make you he he doesn't he does a lot of subtle things mm-hmm. that you read into and that you look to they don't ever address you know some of the looks he does some of the little the, just the way he behaves and with MJF it's been the same shtick for the last since the beginning of AEW and I think my problem is, is that, is that I, I think mm-hmm. at its best was when he was doing his stuff with CM Punk. Yes, I was just about to say, when was the but last I, time the MJL's character felt really fresh? It was when because, you got into yes. the like reason why he's such an asshole. And mm-hmm. like, I felt like if they kept going with that, and I know the brawl, I know I'm tired of I hearing know. shit. Anyway, that whole situation kind of put a pause on that. But it's like AEW has never forced MJL since then to kind of dive into that. It has just been, oh, I'm evil. I'm going to force you to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. Well, that or, and then by the time you face me, you're beat up. And then I beat or you. Or it feels like he leans on a crutch like, well, I'm going to insult you guys and I'm going to get vulgar. Yeah. And nothing, mm-hmm. not, not that I have a problem with vulgarity. Obviously not. But I it's do think that it is a lazy thing to, turn, to, to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, if you go to the well so often, it... It dries it's up. Less shocking. It dries up. It's less shocking. It's less. It has less impact than mm. the first. Few, you know, the, than if you do it sparingly. You know, the thing about him is, I don't. I don't know, man. I'm just. Dom is doing something different because the crowd. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is specifically there, but I know Here, exactly what the difference. difference is with Roman and, and MJF. You with with Dom and with Dom or Roman and MJF with Dom, you have something to seek your teeth into. You have a reason to hate him. He's an asshole. He's a piece well, of character, shit. and, and there's story there him too. Being an asshole, it's he is attacking his father for reasons that don't make any sense other than actually no, actually wait no. I, I do take it. I do take it back mm-hmm. though. I I, mm-hmm. I I not take it back. I do. I will stop you right there and say that. I think the, the reason that Dom's is a lot more effective is because he does make sense. Is because he's a heel with a point. Well, and his, his point. point but... and, well, so his, I, I understand that obviously mm. it's exaggerated and twisted mm. now, but mm. the core of his argument is not an argue is not unreasonable. Mm. This idea that your father missed out on your life. Mm-hmm. That is something that resonates, and that is something that people understand. And mm. that's how come a lot of the time you look at this feud and you're like, man, Ray, how are you not the heel at times? <laughs> like, if you really, really, really break it down and think about it, mm. this crowd was popping at the idea of Ray Mysterio beating his child. <laughs> right? 
But, but I think it's because the way Dom has kind of addressed the way his father was yes. there was like, oh, yes, the, he got him the BMW instead of the Mercedes, uh-huh. and and and, uh, and, see, and it's those the ridiculous shit. Work really, mm-hmm. and that yeah. I think amplifies it. Mm-hmm. But but see, you never but you never stray too far from. Yes, he mm-hmm. he still has a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a like, there's still a uh, under all the bullshit. There's a valid point mm-hmm. there. It's just this heel character has taken it too far or has, see, has, has made it ridiculous. The, that's the, the beauty in what Dom has done with the Judgment yes. Day is that mm-hmm. if he had just left it at, oh, you weren't there for me, I think that the crowd would have started to turn against Ray. Mm-hmm. The fact that they made mm-hmm. it so ridiculous is what helped it out. But MJF, even when he did the thing with Danielson talking about the girl in the car, it's, it's just like, why in the fuck are you telling us that? Why do we care? I don't. I have mm-hmm. no reason to sink my teeth into that. Into that, and with MJF, the heel work that he does is so Twitter wrestling community edgy that it's just like he resonates with the crowd that's watching him, so they don't. Boo it's him. like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna call this person a fat fuck, and you're gonna drop this word and that word, and I get it. I get it, but I want to see more. And part of it is part of the reason is the reason that I am unsatisfied by MJF is because I think, or at least I, I assume, no, I don't think, I don't think or assume. I know that he has an incredible amount of talent that could be yes. utilized in such better, more interesting ways. Well, Anthony, let's take the gloves off. It would be utilized better if it wasn't in AEW because here's the problem. In AEW, these wrestlers have way too much creative control. And so for MJF, it's easy for him to be like, I'm just going to phone it in every week and just well, talk I also about think that there's, bullshit. There's also a thing that, that where there's not enough consistency of people being on TV enough. And what also I mean by thing. that is, to what I mean is enough to where you can build them up to be proper contenders or proper challenges and Mm. i think the thing about with like these four pillars the only person i believe in that group is being like somebody who deserves a challenge is darby Mm -hmm. but because you've seen darby wrestle and do things and advance and grow as a character whether Mm. it be helped along by tony khan or whatever whoever's you know whatever Either I mean, way, the point, he's though. the only full character there that I feel like. I feel like Jungle Boy is on the cusp of being that, mm-hmm. and I don't think Sammy's even close to being that, bro. And I know, I know, it sounds <sighs> like oh, you're he... hating on Sammy again. It's like, why no, do you sucks. tell me why you like him? And he I does... and beyond the oak is he doesn't do anything that nobody that anybody else in wrestling can't do. Here's the problem with Sammy right now is that AW has Commander. And Vikingo on their roster right now, or at least working for them actively at the current moment. Yeah. Plus, they bring in uh, I know his name isn't Sankara anymore, but he's wrestling for them, right? He wrestles for them from time to time. Mm-hmm. They had Dragon Lee in there a few months ago. Oh, so Sankara, seen... and he hasn't injured anyone. Yep. <laughs> or himself. But yeah, I'm about to say. But you have all of these guys that are there that do what Sammy does ten times better. That match with with Vikingo. And and Kenny, Kenny Omega, yeah. just surpassed what he did in that match. And Viking was turned down a lot in AEW. Was ten times better than anything Sammy has ever done in a, in AEW. He just does it cleaner. 
It's more fluid. It makes and more sense. He has more. He has more. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Not chemistry, but uh, psychology in the ring. As a, there's as more urgency to what he does too. Yeah. And it's Same funny. Just I like, throw oh, that I'm word gonna take eight seconds lot. to calm up and call myself crazy. Yep. I throw that word around a lot, urgency, but it matters so much in wrestling. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, move with purpose, act with purpose, mm-hmm. with with this need to get it done. And a lot of mm-hmm. these, a lot of times, it doesn't feel. It doesn't. Sammy doesn't give off that, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of where it ends with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last thing, I guess, before we move on from AEW, uh, with the Jericho Appreciation Appreciation Society, you know, I appreciate Chris Jericho and all he does. You know, and, and the fact that he can still do it is impressive. Mm-hmm. But that stable, that squad as a unit is just not for me, man. It's not it's it's like it, you know, say what you will about his stables, but like the inner circle at least felt weighty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. felt important. Mm-hmm. The Jericho Appreciation Society feels very much like a bunch of like a joke. Mm. Here's another you know, thing I, though. And not that's not, and you know how I feel about uh, what's his name, Daddy Magic. Uh, I think that dude yeah, is uber Minority, talented, yeah. <laughs> uber talented. I <laughs> can listen to him drop promos forever and talk about his nipples forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jake Hagar does nothing ever. He's never done anything for me. No, he, he there's no personality. There's no charisma. Oh, he's like I like to wear this hat. That's not a fucking character. That's not that. That's not a personality. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not a personality. He's like, it's just it, there's nothing interesting about you. Uh, I would be fine if you went out there and you talked about MAGA stuff. At least that's something. Like shit. Well, here's a problem, Anthony. It's not just a Jericho appreciation society. It's Jericho. I'm tired of this. Where, I this, wouldn't this even go that far. Rocker. No, I will. I will. It's not okay. his in ring work. It's his character. I'm sick of it. Like I'm. I'm tired of this. This Jericho that has existed since he's left the E, where he feels so, it's like it's almost self-centered past the point. I was I was okay with it up until recently, because it felt like it fit. I think it had he he had that that moment where he kind of went face right. Mm -hmm. Yep, it felt like that's where he should have switched character, Mm -hmm. or leaned more into something different. I don't know. I don't know. I want to be more serious. I, I don't, I'm tired of this. The jokey Chris. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it already. This the thing. And like, the I, and I don't mind it in, in doses. The problem is, is like you said, it's just it's been this thing for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you know Jericho. And look, right? I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but there was mm-hmm. always a there was always a there was something different about that because that was more ridiculous objectively, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not. I'm just tired of it. I think that's what it is. Well, I think I just want to see him doing something new beyond leading a bunch of beyond leading this stable. Mm-hmm. Like all he's done in AEW since he got there is have a stable. And I'm not, and obviously when I say all he's done is I'm talking about, you know, that's just those are the two big things that I walk away from. thinking about you know is that he had the inner circle which again was a lot just the idea and the name was a lot cooler Mm -hmm. um and then you have jericho appreciation appreciation society but it always the jas just feels like it's 
the, the sports table. entertainer thing and the the, the firebomb and the oh promos my god and, and, I, and like and that's the other and, thing it's like how about you how about you spend more time showing me how you're not like WWE as opposed to telling me because <laughs> you're just outright telling me at this point. Every time you bring up sports entertainment, it's like, I get it. Vince McMahon once said sports mm. entertainment. I get it. I, I, and it's also saying it. I get it. Oh, I, I, I sports entertained for 20 years and now I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling. Oh, you sports like, entertained I'm, I'm, for 20 years and you made a nice pretty penny to now where you can do this thing. So shut up, buddy. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of sick and tired of this thing with Jericho. And I know that like this is what this character is right now is who he is in real life. And I think this was pissing me off. It's too much of his actual personality. Has come out with this gimmick, this this yeah. old rocker. Because the, the video of him dancing, uh, when he was doing the what was he doing hey, the cover hey, song for? Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, we love that one. It's funny because it's Jericho and he looks goofy when he's doing it. So so okay, here's all of that. Here's mm-hmm. here's here's what I will say about this because I think you've nailed it. Where it's it's too much of him, but mm-hmm. I'm okay if he's doing all of that stuff as himself away from it. But if that's what the character just is, then it does get stale fast, very fast. Then also, very I'm fast. sick of Judas. I'm so sick of the theme song. I can't. I can't take it anymore. I hate hearing it. It, it bothers me. I can't stand Judas anymore. Years ago, I get it. I get that. It's been played for a long time. Let's talk about things yeah. I don't like with the WWE. Oh, I can. I can. I can give you one right now. Uh. Why in the fuck is Seth and Omos having a random match at Backlash Thank for no fucking you. reason? I understand why Seth is not happy. Apparently, I, I think WWE is doing this work shoot shit right now because Triple H is trying to be funny and it's pissing me off. I'm tired of it. It's been four wrestlers that have that have, have been like, oh, I'm changing my name to my actual name like Becky did it. And then Bailey did the whole thing. And like for, me, like, I under, like for me, with Bailey, it, or, I mean, with Bailey, mm-hmm. with Becky, I'm like, Okay, I, I, I thought it. I thought it was like a thing where it's like, okay, you know, I can see doing that if you're gonna do other things, and you would mm-hmm. be one who would do other things, but you're not doing other things. And then and Seth honestly, not being happy. I honestly just... read nothing into social media mm-hmm. stuff. Seth, the only reason I could ever possibly see Seth being unhappy is because of having to do the Logan Paul thing and now having to do an almost thing. Yeah. Which is, I like, think why, they're trying why to have Seth a win before they give him the Roman. Well, I think they're. I I don't even think it's for the. I don't even. I don't even think that's going to happen there. I think that they're. I think they're just caught in a holding pattern right now Mm -hmm. until they get the fucking draft over with, and once they have that clear picture, hopefully, also, you know, there's a thing path forward. WWE, after the draft. Please put a world championship on whatever brand Roman is. Oh, they're going, going to. So, to no, no. They're, they're, see, I think that's why there's a holding pattern with Seth Rollins, is because I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to split those belts. Please. Roman won't lose, but they're going to split those belts and they're probably going to have a tournament. And, and Seth is probably going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least a match, you know, a, a multiple man match for whatever belt. But either way. Um, Which, and you've seen WWE's been posting their wing. They've been posting like, "What was your favorite WWE championship design?" And then they posted the Wing Eagle belt today. I like, uh, you know, you I like, I like to give, I like to give off the image of choice and opinions <laughs> because look, I decided on this six weeks ago. Yep, it's yep. already done. At yep. this point, I'm just fucking with you. 
Um, it's, I, I know, but I know, I know what Triple H is doing with this. Shit. I, you know, I do have one thing. Yeah. Another thing that I'm, I, I, okay. I am happy that that those women's tag titles are actually getting pushed a lot more than they ever have been. You know, mm. they're having like the title celebration thing that Raquel and all of them have. Um, and I don't, and I don't think that's bad, mm-hmm. but I would like more dedicated tag teams. Yes. And now, now look, if you're going to throw people together the way you have, that's fine. But okay. Now that you have them together, run with it. Also build. Chemistry look at what NXT is, is doing. Mm-hmm. NXT, by the way, Sean's me. got it. Sean's Sean's figured on it. NXT finally. Oh yeah, he's in a rhythm with that show right now. He he fine well that and I think finally all these characters have had time to build up a universe down there. You I'm know? interested to see what happens when half of them. I got a um, feeling Ia is Ia and T Bar probably headed up, not mm-hmm. T Bar. <laughs> Dijak is headed back up. They're gonna do that for Yeah, that's right. Roster. Um God. <clears throat> God hard justice on Maine. Please no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with the with the women's tag stuff um mm-hmm. i will say this i think sonia and chelsea green have incredible talent oh, or incredible yes. chemistry chemistry mm-hmm. they have they work together so fucking well oh yeah um push them make them uh, really push them and make them a thing mm-hmm. sonia does such good work man and she doesn't get enough credit for how good her work is mm-hmm. she she has been the Every every company, and I, I say this in the most least demeaning way possible. I don't think Sonya stands out as a worker in terms of. I don't think she does anything. No, no, no. Neither do extraordinarily, I. Extraordinarily, ex- extraordinarily. Mm-hmm. But every division Her character work is what's great. Exact uh, character work in somebody who's constant. They ne- what, what bad match do you know from Sonya? Nothing. Not one that you put her in the ring that's with anybody, her fault. and it's going to be at least a decent match. That's you just want Miz someone is. who's consistent. Oh, I know, right? Yep. Although my, then, whole, my whole thing about the Miz and the, the reason I have a problem with is no, the, okay. So the reason I have that mm-hmm. problem that that I have with him having that match with Seth and why I think it bothers it, the reason it bothers me is because mm-hmm. it, it it's you, know, you can't have Miz who had the weekend that he had at WrestleMania and who has who is mm-hmm. who does all these things who's who's booked extremely weak all of a sudden just look so strong against Seth. You can't do that. I don't want that. I don't. I don't care what the justification is. I don't care if they had a banger of a match because they did. But Seth could have a banger of a match with someone else who is on par. You know, the only reason and, why I disagree with that is because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and I I used to have an issue with that, but the end of the day, because mm-hmm. I I I was on his Wikipedia page and I looked at everything that Miz has done during his career. Oh, so so he's so one of those have, guys. That, I, I know that he he's done mm-hmm. a lot. He's done a lot. He has everything. He's a two-time mm. Grand Slam champion. But my problem mm. is, is that he has not been booked as a legitimate threat in mm. a long time. The way I probably would have done Oof. it if I was in the situation booking that, where I would have held mm. it all for a week and had there you go. basically cut a promo being like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being the joke. The butt of everybody's jokes. I'm a two-time WWE champion. I beat John Cena at WrestleMania. I'm a multiple-time Intercontinental champion. I'm the most accomplished Intercontinental champion in the company right now. Why am I being made a joke? And just be I, pissed off. I wonder if the reason that they didn't do that is because he, he'd... Um, 
as a character, as a weak character, he constantly lets you know of his accolades and still comes up short. That's, that's a good point. I, I wonder if that's why they, they don't do that. But And I, I know that they did this match because they needed a match. And again, I think mm-hmm. they're really not moving anything forward with Seth and, or anyone until this draft is done. But mm-hmm. I would have preferred if, the, if they had done what you said. You give him at mm-hmm. least a week to to at least build himself up over over. I mean, hell, a one week of 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 something would make more sense. Have him cut He's... a promo, then have him have a match with somebody who you know is not going to beat him. Have Miz like fucking wipe the floor on him like Tazawa or some shit. Just have the Miz beat his ass. There you go. Get him back feeling dominant. Next week he faced Seth. He calls Seth out after the match. He tells him, "I want my get back for you embarrassing me mm-hmm. with the whole Logan Paul thing." Mm-hmm. And you have Miz and Seth had that match. You Seth beat him. Maybe you go into a Seth Miz view. I would have preferred that. Could that. Lead into when they do the brand split, you put the both of them on the same brand. You set up a tournament. Maybe they're in the finals for the championship. Do that. I agree. Cheeseman, but just, what do you not like about WWE right now? Hang on, I'm ordering dinner. Ooh, what are you getting? City Bird. Oh, what, what is that? It's a chicken joint. Oh, that sounds Ooh. good. What I'm are you what is the smash I'm getting a 10 yeah, piece chicken us. nuggets with fries. Oh, that sounds good. Do they make like actual chicken nuggets or do they just give you like the or is it like the you stock know, got cartilage in it? Yeah. No, it's no, it, it's 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 hand breaded and everything. It's good. Oh, so it's oh, like Chick fil A Yeah. Uh, Although okay, I got I okay, I gotta say this about Chick fil A. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck what the food is. I don't care who the Those brand lines of food are is. I will never get in a line like that. I will shoot myself in the head before I do that. And I say this because yesterday I was, and thankfully I was not stopping there, but I was just Mm -hmm. driving by and the line was so far out of the parking lot and into the lane that it was stopping, that it was blocking Mm -hmm. off one of the lights. And I'm like, Mm no, 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 no. Every (laughs) single one of these people should be hung for being this stupid. You know what Chick-fil-A is man. Chick-fil-A is smart because they know where they're at. The, the no Sunday thing is such yeah, a great marketing yeah, See, but here's the thing. You, mm-hmm. I like how you said they know where they're at. Yeah, but mm-hmm. in, in from a physical sense, know where you're at. Stop putting oh. your locations in corners, oh, motherfucker. Right next to the oh, there's one oh. in Brunswick. Like uh whenever I go to Brunswick, I usually go there for lunch. But there's moments where the parking lot is so backed up that you can't even get into because the way they put it, it's like they put it in a corner so that there you can't put parking. You can't expand the parking space because space because it's a ditch there, okay. and then you can't you can't like maneuver in there because there's like a Home Depot right on the other side oh. of it. Oh, and then there's a bank on the other side of it, so it's like blocked off in this little corner. I hate and like, all of that. The traffic is backed up. They always put Chick Fil A in the worst fucking locations possible. They do. They really fucking do. Yeah, Jesus. There's to be some hook to that. I don't know what it is. It, Something that they've they researched want, they, that makes them they just that. they Jesus said they gotta piss people off. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, uh, Austin. Theory, well, that's been the beards, beards and balls oh, podcast. Oh, oh, We're not oh, done. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm Over. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm gonna tell kidding. you right now, cheese. I'm glad you brought him up. No, go uh, go off about what you're gonna say about Austin Theory. If Johnny Gargano isn't injured, just give him the fucking title and get back to figuring out what Austin Theory can and can't do. He beat John Cena, and I don't think at any point have I ever seen somebody get less of a rub from beating John Cena than Austin Theory because no one, no one cares. cares. 
Well, Gina's he well, doesn't I mean, John it. Cena told you exactly what was going to happen. You win, you lose, you lose, you lose, and that was not just a that was not just a shoot promo. That was just a fact of life. You're in no way, and that's just a fact of life. Like he comes out to no reaction. Nobody gives a fuck when he talks. He sucks when he talks. He he's he he's a decent wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from him in the ring, but it's not enough anymore. If that was be... if you had I mean, speaking of which, if you had LA Knight as your United States champion and you had him in that situation, oh man, that would have gone oh, huge think, for him. That would have worked out great for him. Move. I think that has to be the next move. He has to take so. turn him face and have hey, him. Hey, you know what? Put him on Raw. Austin Theory. Put him on Raw. Yep. Put him on Raw. Put AJ on SmackDown. And you let AJ be the one who takes that title off of Gunther eventually. Yep. Boom. That there way, That's he loses to a former world champion. You legitimize Gunther's reign by not having and to lose somebody random. And you fucking get the Gunther-AJ get... match. Yep. Yep. Oh, which is going to be like a five-and-a-half-star match. Bro. Just, oh, man. I'm telling you, Gunther. I'm just waiting for the excited. phenomenal forearm turning into a chop. Oh, he's going to chop him right out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> He's, but yeah, he's going to kill Carl Anderson and he would rock possibly so Luke Gallows. Yeah. Here's another yeah. thing with Theory, right? Um, Wait, this... I, I have a question. Wait, before you, mm-hmm. before you go there, because uh, how about how about this? Mm-hmm. What could they do to make you change your opinion on him? Make him an For idiot me? again? For both of you. Nothing. You, you have that one. There's nothing that they can do. No, to, because to, I just don't think he has it. I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think so, it's in the so effort of them. Maybe, uh, I guess, maybe not so much in the, uh, uh, if you, not even if you separated him away from any of the title scenes and just let him build as a character. Send him back down to NXT. I, I don't I think he's ready think yet. Would, I actually think that would be really a really good thing for him. I think he needs work in front of a smaller crowd. You know, let me put and it I think he way. needs to round out his moveset more. I think he needs to just get back in an environment where he's developing again instead of being on the main roster and not. Here are three acts in mm-hmm. NXT that, first of all, Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Chase You. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can pick any of them yeah. for what I'm about to, the point I'm about to make. And they're pretty deadly. Mm-hmm. All of those people that I just mentioned there, and, and when I say Carmelo, I should also throw in what's his name, um, Rick. What? Trick oh, Williams. Trick. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought you said I. I thought you it sounded said like Brick. Brick for a second, but then I, oh, I heard Brick. <laughs> so I was like, who? Uh, all three. All of that. All of the all all of those people I just mentioned mm-hmm. have character. They are yep. finished products. They are I ready. For the all main. of them are ready to go up. Yep. And I think they're all better at what they do than Austin Theory is. I'm gonna be honest. I think Austin Braun Theory needs heat. that help. I'm still waiting though. I'm still waiting still on waiting. Braun. I'm still I waiting. Think he's been way better I'm, as a heel. I I I I, I mm-hmm. honestly I I I I think yes I agree on that, but mm-hmm. I still want to see a little more. Uh, what about the Creed Boys? Boys? I oh, the Creed Boys are ready too. Oh yeah, the dog. Those guys so are ready. <laughs> like those guys are are those guys yeah. are, are ready. Uh, I think. Uh, but 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 what I guess the I think also Gallus is ready. But Gallus has been ready for a long time. They're uh, boring to me though. Man. They're they're boring, but you need I get depth it. in your tag division. Yeah. Um. 
and I think they're ready. And they're also just see. I'm okay I think with it. Would behoove you to send Zoe Stark up. Also, she's ready to go up. I yep. I think she's ready to go up because I think that again, I, I I they're really in this wonderful position oh. in NXT where there's depth in that roster. Yeah, Katana Chance and Kate Carter, Carter are ready to go yes, up. They're definitely uh, need to go. They've up. been ready to. They've been ready to go up for years at this yep. point. Um, and that the what whatever show gets them that women's division is going to be nice and healthy by ha- you know mm. by adding them into it. Um. But see, all of these people are, I think, already ahead of Austin Theory. Yep. In ring work and character wise. Fuck it. Dominic. You know, Dominic is, Dominic has done, Dominic in less than a year, because it hasn't been a full year since he turned heel. But since he turned heel in what, nine months, eight months, 10 months, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he's completely turned himself around. You know how I felt it. about Dominic. I know you did. I <laughs> felt the same way. I I remember tell. I remember you and I talking about it. We said we mm-hmm. talked about how he didn't have it, mm-hmm. the that thing. And now I'm like, oh no no, he's got it. He's got a yep. lot of it. It's just mm-hmm. maybe having the Vince McMahon route of the way they were booking him, where he has no direction and nothing to do other than be Dom's much taller son you know maybe that was not the way to go you know (laughs) (laughs) what you know look what happens when you give him a little bit of direction and you and you you make a very smart decision by sticking him with three very veteran people especially you know damien or punishment as i as i prefer and Mm. finn you know you have finn who is that dude is all charisma Yep. You know, sticking him with them. I bet, you know, I, I pray to God that they ride together, you know, all mm-hmm. of that stuff helps. I mean, no, he's no, he's no, they don't because he's riding with Ray, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if they were smart, they would have Dom ride with the, uh, with the judgment day. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they do. Cause it is a different show. They hey, are different shows, you know, think about it. Why not put him back in a stable if you don't want to send him back down? He was yeah, progressing I a thought lot that when too. he was with Seth and when he was with the way. He need he needs uh, you know, an authority. I, I, I'll needs... say this. He has mm-hmm. he has never been better than he was at the point where he, when he was with the way. Nope. Because they the, the four of them, Candace, him, and Indy, and mm-hmm. Johnny had great chemistry. Even the stuff mm-hmm. they were doing with Dexter Loomis had great chemistry. Yep. Indy is another one who's been ready to go up to Maine for years. Yeah. She should have gone up when Austin Theory went up. Mm-hmm. I I think she should have went with Dixon. Ready? Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but didn't didn't Austin Theory go up first? So it was Theory. Then it was Dexter. Then Dexter. Because Dexter came up when he got. Then he get fired and he got hired back. He got hired back. Yeah. So that's when he got. That's when he got sent up. Uh. So okay. Yeah. So Indy Indy should have been there. I think Roxanne mm-hmm. is only Roxanne's days in NXT are numbered, but I think yeah. Sean is going to do everything he can to hold on to her as long as he can. Cause he really, mm-hmm. I think he really likes booking her mm-hmm. uh, just based on the way that they've booked her. He really enjoys it. Grayson Wall is ready to grow up, to go up. Whether yeah. No yes, matter what you say about the guy. He, <laughs> yeah. No matter what you say about the guy. And I think everyone has an opinion on him. I do. He's not personally for me, but I think he's ready for Maine. Yeah, I, I, he's a polished enough talent to be ready. Oh, for it's me. gonna be easy for him to get people to hate him if he stays a heel. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, 
Yeah. And so <laughs> I think all, and again, I think all of these people are ahead of Austin Theory. I'm glad you brought up Austin Theory, Cheeseman. He's such a I'll polarizing will person. Because he's just so boring. He's he mid. is. Yes. He's like Matt yes. Morgan. <laughs> oh, Matt Morgan. That's shit. a name, buddy. That is a <laughs> that's a name I hadn't thought about in literal years. Matt Morgan always seemed like he was missing that one thing about him. And he just and it was, was not a bad wrestler. It was just always he never had the charisma. And TNA for years, he always was like, oh, he's almost going to be a world champion. He might be a world champion. And it never happened because he never got over that hump of being, oh, I'm roided up tall man who who is a cool finisher. It's after that, it was just, eh, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't so, know what Matt Morgan's up to right now. He's a Republican politician in Michigan, right? Nope. Florida? Florida. But you want to yep. know okay. specifically well, what he is? What? He's the current mayor of the city of Longwood, Florida. It is not. It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Ronald was the one who too. tried to become the, the Trump become a politician. Yeah. Yeah. He was the one who, yeah. 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 Now, he was never going to do that with those tiny ass arms. <laughs> There's no way he was going to be doing that. Like his arms are ridiculously small. Like I think the only his way arms look ran. like they just don't belong on his body. Oh no! The only way he would have ran is if he gored everybody on stage after he gave a speech. That's the that's the only way. <laughs> I'm looking at his thing right here. So just dive into the dumbass. Uh, his last match in WWE was in July 7th on the July 7th episode of SmackDown against William Regal. Although technically the match never took place, as Morgan was attacked by the Mexicals before Regal even ever got to the ring. After that, he went to New Japan, mm-hmm. defeating Yuji Yuji uh, got uh, Nagata uh, mm-hmm. in his debut match. Uh, he was pushed as a monster gaijin, and along with Brock Lesnar, was expected to become one of New Japan's top foreign wrestlers. But plans for this were abandoned when he decided to leave New Japan to go to All Japan. Oh, and then he debuted in All Japan as a member of Takamichinoku's foreigner-oriented faction oh. so yeah then he, then he went to Mark TNA Jindrak. yeah oh, yeah Mark and this Jindrak. was all from 05 to 2006 yeah he he, yeah. he teamed up with uh with Mark Jindr oh as a tag team under the names of Sodom and Gomorrah oh buddy yeah so that that's him and then he was Jim Cornette's bodyguard in, in TNA yep for a bit and uh man you know what i guess props to him for having nothing and then oh, you know man managing to get a career out of it was big in, in terms of just what he did oh you're talking about rhino great work oh i'm talking about matt morgan matt morgan all of that stuff that i just said was matt that was morgan. matt morgan he was, Wait, he was in the tag team with gingerick yeah calling themselves sodom and gomorrah Ew. it's huh. weird because it makes me think that they were penetrating each other like that's just the natural thing Uh, Mm -hmm. oh what's this Uh, he was the special enforcer in the Samoa Joe Christian cage match at Bound for Glory preventing Christian's coalition from interfering as Joe gave cage the first his first true defeat in TNA 
Yeah, Morgan. Oh had to yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Matt Morgan mm-hmm. had to restrain Tyson Tomko and AJ Styles. We yeah, we have to watch some old school oh, TNA shit. Yeah, no, we Please. have to watch this. We have yes. to watch OC. I want to watch something from two thousand seven. That that oh six oh seven era of TNA was undefeated. That that was that was great television, man. Yeah, that was great yeah. wrestling. The the All triple threats that uh, came in. Well, yeah, him and Eric Bischoff, and yeah, Miss Russo didn't do a terrible job compared to what he's done other places until those two came in, and then it it went to shit. Which Wait, it was already starting to get bad. And then, so in August you know. of 2008, Morgan entered a team up with Abyss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, whoever wrote this Wikipedia doesn't know how to spell humanization. <laughs> they spell it H-U-M-A-N-I-S-A-T-I-O-N. That's not how you spell it, right? Yeah, the S is supposed to be a Z. <laughs> right? The, the, thank you. I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, it doesn't look right. Mm. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> I love that That this... Uh, automatically, that makes me question the legitimacy of 99% of everything else that's written right on this page right now. Plot twist, Matt Morgan was the runner of his, his Wikipedia page. Yeah, I wouldn't be. No, that would make. Actually, it would be a plot twist. That, that would be. Mm-hmm. That would make too much sense. <laughs> uh, oh, God. This is when they were doing Abyss as like an emotionally vulnerable character. Yeah. I forget about that. God. The, the shit he did with James Mitchell around that time was pretty good. James Mitchell just kind of disappeared. Like, what, what, what is he up to now? Okay. He's occasionally wait. in videos with uh, Brian Zane. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. Also, so they so so Matt Morgan and Abyss feuded with Team 3D. They defeated mm. them at No Surrender and then lost the Bound for Glory in a Monsters Ball mm. match against Beer Money. Mm. Oh god. You, you know, you know, hold on. I, I have to I have to say this about about they had a three-way match at Genesis against Beer Money mm. and Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed. Oh, Xavier! Oh, yes, he was Man. running with. Did they yeah. call themselves Lethal Consequences? Yes, they yep. did. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Yep. Good, good, good. Yep. Good. James Jesus, Mitchell's only fifty-eight. Really? There's no fucking no, way. No way. The man is since like 2005. Oh man, they really, really pushed this Morgan and Abyss team, didn't they? Oh yeah. Because like they're okay. having a they here's another match of them and mm-hmm. uh, beer money in a non-title first blood match. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. wait, no. Then Morgan turned on Abyss. Mm. So when James Mitchell worked for TNA, apparently right. he used to work ten shows a week at resorts in Florida, singing songs from uh, Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett. What? What? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, it's not. No, fucking none real. of that I makes sense. Care. Now, I do want to mention that Daryl, I think, would be specifically have to watch is mm-hmm. all of this Matt Morgan Abyss feud because here we go. Matt Morgan mm-hmm. was defeated by Abyss at uh, against all odds in a standard mm-hmm. match. And then he defeated Abyss in a match of a, of 10,000 tacks at Destination uh, X. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they had the match at Lockdown in a Doomsday came- Chamber of Blood match <laughs> in which neither wrestler could be <laughs> legally pinned where he was not oh my god this person doesn't know how to spell because now they said that he that this wrestler that neither wrestler could be legally pinned were he not bleeding 
where he not bleeding is how they spelled it. Ah. Also, the wording is just terrible. More oh, we gotta watch some of those uh, by monsters balls, man. Abyss's monsters ball psychiatrist. Who was it? Was it Stevie, Stevie Richards? Richards? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. From dancing yes. to doctor. <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh, I love that I'm going through all of Matt Morgan's like. I just remember Stevie Richards when he was in Raven's Flock. He would talk for Raven. He's like, that's why Raven and myself dancing Stevie Richards. <laughs> really? Oh, that, that's where you're going. You know, this, like, of, uh, of this is Billy crazy. Gunn in TNA when he was Kip James. I just remembered that now. Well, by the way, by the way, Jesus. by the way, the mm-hmm. amount of times that Kip James has been mentioned in this Wikipedia mm-hmm. is staggering. <laughs> uh, in, in, in Matt he was Morgan's running with Wikipedia, the uh, beautiful because people. I'm just yeah. about to get here. Yeah. Where the following week, in the following weeks, Morgan, I, I'm adding words by the way to make sure that this mm-hmm. reads correctly. In the following weeks, <laughs> Morgan began a campaign to convince the heel stable, the main event mafia, to allow him to join them and become a member. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, the main event mafia. Wait, I the love group this. that gave he was, took so much away. <laughs> he was aware that the current members of the mafia were all former world champions, but realizing that Team 3D, Kip James, and Al Snow had been invited into the mafia, he felt that he should also be invited. <laughs> uh, I love that that's his reasoning. He's like, these two fucking mm-hmm. losers are allowed in here, so I get to be in here. Uh, at victory, he was defeated by 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 who's yeah yeah whatever whatever. Ooh, on the August thirteenth, two thousand nine episode of Impact, Morgan defeated AJ Styles. In yeah, the he got a pretty big push. Of a best yeah. of three series to secure his place in a triple threat match at Hard Hard Justice. Yeah, uh, also involving Sting and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He was in a triple threat match. Yep. With Sting and Kurt Angle. Yep. Yeah, he was he was he was getting a big push. I don't I, at, I know at, what happened. At, at at no surrender, he got a rematch. A rematch triple like match. against uh, against uh, he got a he so he competed in a rematch that also featured AJ Styles and Hernandez, who used his feast or fired contract to include himself in the match, but was removed mm. after a few minutes when he sustained an injury at the hands of Eric Young. Oh, oh man, Eric there's Young. so much happening here. <laughs> oh Wait. man. Wait, what? Okay, okay, okay. La 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 la. But when Angle seemed set to win, Morgan turned on Angle and cost him the TNA World Heavyweight title, turning him. Did people like Matt Morgan? Oh, yeah, he was pretty big face at that time. Yeah, because it says that he turned into a fan favorite. Yep. Yeah. I know this become has become the Morgan cast all of a sudden, but <laughs> I'm very fascinated by all of this stuff. Matt Morgan, I, I it, it kind of is crazy that he did not win a world title at the time because he, he really got over. But it okay, was just... you want to hear this next sentence? On the Go following ahead. impact, he teamed with former rival Abyss to defeat Kurt Angle and Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mick Foley. <laughs> oh no, you just another week oh, later. Man. Another week later. Oh, uh, no. On the October first uh, edition of Impact, mm. what, what is this? What, I'm going to read to you the sentence the way that they wrote it. Mm-hmm. Okay, another week later on the edition of October one of Impact. That's that's the sentence. That's not mm-hmm. none of that is correct. <laughs> Anthony's oh, going to be aggressively editing out. this tonight. <laughs> I might. 
I might. And then, oh my God, what kind of a sad life would it be if I turned out that all I did was in my free time go in Just and edit, edit Wikipedia articles? Oh, <laughs> I'd be doing the Lord's work. God. Okay. So his, his, so he had a big feud with Kurt Angle then. Mm-hmm. Wait, did Matt Morgan kill the main event mafia? I think he apparently break it down. Yeah. Because so it's, uh, yeah, he lost to Angle and gained his respect. And this is the match that led to the downfall of the main yep. event. What the fuck is happening? I think Kurt turned face after that. And then <laughs> what is happening here? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what Booker and Kevin fall into. The, it was so much that happened with this shit. Then you had Fortune because Rick was doing his thing with the with Kazarian and, and Daniels and Styles and all of that shit. And then you had oh. the Aces and Eights and all of that came up and all of that. It, it got real convoluted. It was fun though in, in the moment. But it does seem like it's fun though. Yeah. And but the Immortal Faction. Yeah, Man, Mortal Fortune even, Four. There's Wait, so much in 2009. Or Unforgiven or Uh-oh. No Mercy. Uh-oh. Was it yeah. 2009, Guys, Then you had the ECW stable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah. Wait, wait, I see Hulk Hogan's name here. Let's see. Yep. Let's see. On the edition of May. Uh, oh my god. They did it again. <laughs> On the May 3rd edition of Impact, it was an I'm a, I, mm, it was announced that Morgan would defeat the world tag team champion or w- would defend it. He was a world tag team champion at yeah. sacrifice. Uh, uh and that Hulk Hogan would decide his partner for the match. Oh shit. Because he had yeah, a was... whole there was a run he had where um he was champion with Hernandez. Then he injured Hernandez, well, and then he was like, here? I'm the tag team champions. Then he would just randomly pick someone, they would win, and then he beat them up, just so he would have the belts. Okay. However, Samoa Joe came to the ring to put a stop to this and hit Morgan with a muscle buster. This led to the band coming out, and Kevin Nash cashing in his booster <laughs> fire <laughs> contract. <laughs> Wait, let me finish, because there's more to this sentence. There's a lot more to this sentence. After oh, which he pinned Morgan. Wait. So so oh. so after Kevin Nash cashes in his contract, mm-hmm. after which he pins Morgan to make himself and Scott Hall the new world tag team champions. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also, this person oh, this person has a problem because they just continue writing it like this. On the edition of June 3rd of Impact, no. No, <laughs> Matt Morgan was distracted by somebody in the crowd who cost him a four-way match with Samoa Joe staying in the winner of the match. Uh, TNA World Heavyweight Champion Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, that's also why he didn't was never world champion because Rob Van Dam wouldn't do the job. Good. The following week, so it was Hernandez. <laughs> so it was Hernandez at Slammiversary. Morgan defeats him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, now we're at Fortune. Mm-hmm. On the edition of August 12th of Impact, <laughs> Morgan joined Ric Flair's fortune as he, AJ Styles, Frank Kazarian, Robert Rude, James Storm, yep. and Douglas Williams attacked. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, fortune that led into, what was the name of the group, Cheese? You just called Immortal. it Immortal, Immortal, which was a combination of the oh, main event, Mafia, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Fortune. Yeah. Yep, and then here it is yeah. on the following edition. And Jeff Hardy. In, oh my God, yep. they did it again. <sighs> I love that theme song Hardy had during that time. 
Which one? Another uh, me. Another me. Yeah. I'm not going to read the beginning of this sentence because you already know what it is. Fortune formed an alliance with Hulk Hogan's and Eric Bischoff's new stable, Immortal. Yep. However, Morgan would be kicked out of Fortune after he faced Jeff Hardy for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, turning so this into one, a fan favorite Hardy, again. Yep. Hardy turned. He would have two title yep. matches at Turning Point and Final Resolution, but lose. But he would lose them both. Oh, look. At Genesis, he was defeated by Mr. Anderson, who's somebody I've never understood. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get what people see in him. They can say never his name when he does his entrance. I've he never understood Cat. You will be quiet. Um, <laughs> he's at the door. He was outside. Somebody let him in. Uh, uh, this, is a, this is fun. This is fun because there's a lot of just people that he's beating here. Oh, there was an, a Mexican America stable too that Hernandez started. There was like yep. three of them. Were that they, that it, was uh, Thunder oh, no. Rose's first. Uh, was it her? Or was it no? It was Alina. It was yeah, Alina. Alina was yeah. Yep. So with his feud with Hernandez, oh my god, you don't need to use with that many times. His feud with Hernandez is over, right? I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it like that. Morgan announced his intention of going for the World Heavyweight Championship on the following edition of Impact. He said it, Jesus fucking Christ, but was interrupted by Scott Steiner, who claimed to be the next in line for the shot or <laughs> laid Morgan out with a low blow. Uh, on, June, on, on June 12th at Slammiversary 9, Morgan defeated Steiner in a singles match. He beat Steiner. Later that month, Morgan entered the Bound for Glory series to become a number one contender for the TNA. They really, really, really pushed Matt Morgan, didn't yeah. they? Holy yep. oh, the crap. The Bound for Glory series was awesome. They always should oh bring something God. like that back. That the E would just completely ripped out of you. Morgan won a four-man ladder match to climb to number three spot in the tournament's rankings. However, just four days later, it was reported that Morgan had torn his pectoral muscle, which would sideline him for six weeks, ending his participation in the tournament. And that that ended his push. Uh-huh. And then he would team with Crimson. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Crimson and at Bound for Glory, they would have a triple threat match. Yeah. Uh, let's see. At turning point, he wrestled Crimson to a double disqualification. Uh, Morgan and Crimson defeated Mexican America to def- to to win the world tag titles. Holy! Oh no, crap. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm sorry, Mexican America. I'm thinking the Latin American Exchange. Mexican America. Oh, I know the one you're thinking. Was okay, lame. Yeah, no, yeah, no shit. Uh, there's a lot of losing, a lot of losing. A turn on. Jeez. The thing with no, Crimson. I just remember the the Shannon Moore era of of, of TNA. Oh yeah, that the was book. A, you know, you know the you book know of Dillagaff. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. So, so Morgan makes it in 2012. He makes a surprise return to TNA at a house show. <laughs> uh, the following night at another house show in Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania, he enters Wilkes the Barry. ring after a match between. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Wilkes Barry. Okay. Uh, the second blah blah blah. Oh look, 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 look! He was on an episode of. Uh, he appeared. Why are you writing things like this? His <laughs> next appearance was on the October. Look, I'm going to read for you the sentence so you understand where my frustration lies. The second appearance was later broadcast on October 4 episode Impact. <laughs> where Bruce Pritchard was was lecturing D'Lo Brown. D'Lo. Oh, I forget yeah. about D'Lo Brown there. 
Yeah. Oh no, Morgan returns. Because he ended up joining Aces and Apes. And apes. Yep. Hey, you know, I don't think he probably doesn't want this talked about nowadays. But Morgan returned to pay per view on October fourteenth at Bound the Bound for Glory to help Joey Ryan defeat Al Snow. Oh, I forgot Joey was in TNA because they did the fucking what was the thing they did? Where they like Ooh, did the audition? Wait, time out, the, time uh, out. Shit, Got they checked. they tag afterwards. Yep. Because it says on December 9th at Final Resolution, Morgan and Ryan unsuccessfully challenged Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Hernandez for the World Championship. Yes, Chavo. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. Chavo ended up beefing. But didn't, uh, didn't Hector end up getting involved in all of that? God, here, can't wait. remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were tag teams together. They, uh, yep. they were the tag team champions, Chavo and... Uh... Oh, yeah. You're right. Hector Guerrero got involved. Yep. Because mm-hmm. he was okay, a Spanish so, commentator. So here, so here we are. In March, Morgan began cleaning up the messes that Hulk Hogan made. Beginning with attacks on the World Heavyweight Championship, Jeff Hardy and Joseph Park. Uh, oh, yeah, because he, he was in Abyss at that point. He was going okay, back. Okay, here we are. On Joseph April Park. 25th, in a... Uh, Morgan confronted Hogan and offered his services to take out the Aces and Eights in exchange for being named the number one contender at Slam anniversary, <sighs> yep. but was firmly denied. The following week, he faced Sting in a number one contenders match. Sting won after locking the oh, Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was defeated Joker's by Magnus shit, right? in at Bound for Glory. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he was uh, on the independent circuit. Until he retired for the first time in 2014. Oh, look. he! Oh, wow. He debuted at Triple Mania. Everybody where debuts he, at Triple Mania. Uh, oh, I know that. Where he, Jeff Jarrett, and Monster Payne defeated Triple A World Trios Tag Team Champions Los Psycho Circus. Monster was that Clown, the, GC, was that the GFW Clown. thing? Maybe. It had to be GFW. Is that that time period? Maybe. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, he made his first wrestling appearance departing TNA at, at NWA Florida Underground Wrestling's Throwdown Six, defeating Kenneth Cameron. That sounds days. terrible. You know, uh, none of I see no names here. Morgan made his debut at Family Wrestling Entertainment, uh, defeating John Hennigan. That's somebody who I know. Well, oh, oh, guys, just won a guys, boxing match. Guys, I'm about I'm about to somehow tie it to modern current events. Morgan mm-hmm. returned to FWE on December 7th for their one-night tournament, losing to It's a Junior. Was it Ray? Is it no, Zach? It's, it, no, no. It, it's not a good junior. Remember, guys. Ted? Yes. Ted? He lost oh. to Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> via countout in the opening <laughs> round of this tournament. <laughs> Speaking oh, of man. which, shall we talk about the fact that him and Brett Favre oh, are pieces of shit? Yep. We yep. could, but my dinner's here now. We could, but you also don't want to talk about how one of your favorite people ever is not. I don't want to live in the real world. I want to <laughs> live in ignorance of happiness. I want to live in the Super Bowl. Uh, Morgan said that he was supposed to return to the 2014 Royal Rumble using the blueprint gimmick he used in TNA. Man, who the fuck would have known who the fuck he was? Like but he, but, he, but wait, wait. His son saved him the embarrassment because his son was born on January seven days before the event, so he had to move. Good. He had to think. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, what's this? On April 6, twenty seventeen. Oh my god, 
Well, on this yeah. next edition of of Impact, Morgan made his return as the third pick on Team Jeremy Borash, joining Chris Adonis, Magnus. This is this is a, when I stopped watching. Yep. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. There's a name here. This is a troublesome name. Dario. Yes. No, that's not yeah. his name here. My bad, El Patron. My bad. Yes. Now yeah. the foursome would defeat Team Josh Matthews. Team Josh Matthews was. Ram, Tyrus. Oh, wait, wait. The last two are the ones that are like, what the fuck? Is it Drew and Bobby? It's Bobby. Mm. But it's not. It's another current favorite of ours. Possibly Eli. My yep, my most favorite yep. person. Eli right Drake. Now. Eli yep. Drake. And mm. that was that team. It's like you look at one team and you're like, Chris Adonis, Magnus, El Patron. And Matt Morgan. <laughs> and then you're like, one of them has Eli Drake and Lashley, although Tyrus might suck out everything else. Oh, Morgan's What's up with next Brand match? nowadays, now that I think about it. Remember how we talked about we talked about this? We, we brought it up, but Morgan's next mm. match was for the GC, GFW Global Championship. <laughs> he would lose after suffering a low blow followed by a Michinoku driver for Magnus. Oh, speaking of speaking of uh, speaking, oh, Brandon's with NWA. That makes sense. Mm. Um, did oh, you look, see his uh, old partner Tyrus? Oh, god, <laughs> fuck her up. I just had to think about what we talking about. I don't know why. Um, I forgot I was about to say no. Shit. Oh, oh you're talking about uh, Brad Stoker. Mm. I can't Brad remember now. was with uh with TNA and how it made sense. I can't remember. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I I was about to, to to sidetrack into something else, but now I can't remember. But this was fun though. Like looking at oh, this, yeah. at Matt Morgan's career, I feel like we should close out every episode with an obscure wrestler's career. <laughs> and just uh-oh. Uh, next week, Sean yeah. O'Hare. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. Political career. Yep. Nope. Nope. We're ending uh, in there. <laughs> hey, Anthony, bro, just let me know. I, I'm I'm available tomorrow after. I think, oh, like, we're gonna o'clock. watch. I want to watch some old TNA shit. Oh, Got we're to. gonna watch Matt Morgan from and, and Abyss in mm. in in any of those matches that I mentioned earlier. Wait, mm. he was linked to a former tax collector. Why? Okay, that I'm shocking. just I'm just fascinated here. <laughs> Wait, what? He was what? He was linked with a former tax collector for Seminole County uh, via payments agree that, that that this guy's office made to Morgan's company uh, for consulting jobs. However, auditors wrote that they could find no evidence of work product. <laughs> so, uh, breaking the law? Yeah, I'm about to say that That's doesn't sound legal. He's a Republican. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. He'll be serving his mayor until May 2023, so it should be done soon. Yep. Probably get voted back in. Ooh, I don't know why this sounds like it just shouldn't be a thing. 
But what? Matt Morgan received the Martin Luther King Jr. Good Citizenship Award during the Longwood City Commission you know meeting what? on January it's, it's 16, 2023. It's time to go ahead and cut the, yeah. this guy's time to go ahead and cut the pod. Yep, that's uh, it. I've been Anthony F. You can find me at borderrun underscore 19 on Twitter. You can find the podcast just about anywhere you find podcasts. Rate and review and leave us all that what? stuff. Tell us what you think about Matt Morgan and his career. Uh, and yeah, sure. Tell us about anyone's career. Cheeseman, you can find him where? At winning OG the Cheeseman. Martin Luther King Jr. A Good Citizenship Award. Shut the fuck up. In the world. <laughs> Except you're going to win the Cincinnati version, not the Longwood City Commission version. Oh, my uh, God, man. Shake hands with someone. Uh, shake hands with a minority. You win that award in Florida. There was Darryl, nobody black where in can the they crowd. Send, where can they send you? <laughs> A Martin Luther King Good Citizenship Award. You can send it at 3 News on Twitter or the Coaches Challenge. On it's a left turn. I was not expecting to see oh, on the end of media page. I was not what expecting to. Fuck, wait, man. wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh, what is this? There ain't he. Oh, it turns out he has ADD. That makes sense. That makes. I feel like every wrestler has some form of ADHD. Also, I would never name an organization, Chad. Children and adults with all with attention deficit deficit hyperactivity <laughs> disorder. That's just not a really good name for a thing. I don't know. Wait, oh time out, God, time man. out, time out. 2019 Morgan also started reviewing SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, NXT, and both AEW and AEW or WWE and AEW pay per view. He doesn't have a podcast, does he? For Wrestling Inc. Oh shit! He was on American Gladiators. Yes, I, I know he was on that. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. God, he was on the TNA Week of Family Feud. For... Oh yeah, he te- mm-hmm. he teamed with Jay Lethal, Mick Foley, Mister Anderson, and Rob Van Dam against Angelina Love, Christy Hem, uh, Lacey Von Eric, Tara, and Velvet Sky. Oh, Tara Victoria! What the hell is this? He was on a show called CMT Made 101. It's it has CMT in it. That's the problem. Country, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a very big problem. Why is he he was in a show called Death from Above? And his role was animal. Is that like it? that is literally what he's listed as animal. <laughs> ah, I hope that I yeah, this is great. This is great. Yep. Yep, I know we're doing them. Oh man, wait, time out. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Do you want to know where he was ranked as the 500 best singles wrestlers of 2011? I'm gonna guess 15. No, you went way too high. He was 32. Uh, I was but gonna still, think 30s. But... That's still too high. He, I'm, I, like I'm I again, said, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just in retrospect. You know, yeah, there was a moment where. Matt Morgan, like it felt like he was going to be the face of that company, and then it's it just, just you look at him and you, and then you he got see hurt. Generic yep. wrestler, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you know, he he had enough to get pushed. Mm. I know this guy. This this took a real oh, weird shit. turn. I'm glad it took that turn, though. Yes, because now I feel very inspired <laughs> to watch some <laughs> TNA. Steph, what uh, in the fuck is wrong with you, son? Well, what's the score right now? It's 114, uh, 114-109 uh, Golden State. And then Steph is going yeah. nuclear. Uh, okay, well, it's at home. They win at home. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what they do the next game. Cheeseman, next time we do this, you be more aggressive. Okay. 
Please. I'll punch uh, you in the I, face. I, I'm afraid I'm going to get cheese. literal. Oh, isn't we post draft too? It's oh, yes, it will. Yeah. Oh, shit. The draft is this week, right? Thursday. Yep. Thursday, Friday, right, well, Saturday. Uh, push that stream again that you're going to be doing one more time. Yep. Uh, I will be live whenever it starts. I don't know what time because I've literally not kept up with anything from the draft except that it's in Kansas City, um, which is such Kansas a weird City. location because who the fuck wants to be in Missouri? But anyway, um, I mean, Cheeseman, uh, uh, Kaufman. He's from there. Whatever. He's not from there. But he, the guy he was lived, born. Yeah, but he was born in Oklahoma. I, I know. I know, but his family Wait, from there. I, I, I get he, it. He told he gave you all of the spiel and his. Oh yeah, from Oklahoma. Too. Yes, he's because he, he was born in Oklahoma, but he has family here in Georgia. But they moved to Georgia, and his family in in Missouri. I don't. So that means yeah. he gets to be a he gets to be a fan of every team. Yeah, OKC and the Royals and Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. He tried well, to claim Baltimore, Baltimore in the text the other day. We saw that. For what? Oh, the Ravens. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because it's just the fact those everybody's second you know, favorite at this team. Point, well, fuck. okay, he is, he's he's he, that's a lie. He's just taking mm-hmm. the fact that they were my second favorite team <laughs> and making it his own. He's trying to uh, to absorb all of us into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna stop the recording there. Gotcha. Be careful with with coffee. Just be careful.